0: we're talking about 900,000 to a
1: million people by the time it's done bulk of which are single car drivers provide them with an environment
2: that's safer and better than their cars why can't it work Mr. Mayor? so it's a train, a super train you know I've been burned by this train business before, you people all seem to forget, we can't change the city, people love their cars. yes but uh, but if, if if you give them great if you give them great uh, coffee uh, if, and great music if you I'll put it to you like this and then I'll thank you for your time. Mm-hmm. My answer is no. Would you like to try writing some words in cursive on the blackboard today? Okay, sure. Okay, good. How about Bunt?
1: Bunt. B-U-N-T. In perfect cursive. Any more brain busters?
2: (laughs) Rizzuto. Z. Z.
3: Verudo?
2: Those are Zs.
0: Uh, they look like ours to me.
2: That's not fair. Rizzuto is not a word. He's a baseball player. You're cheating.
0: Would you like to try the word buzz?
2: <laughs> I hate
0: cursive
1: and I hate all of you. I'm never coming back to school. Never.
4: You're listening to Entertainment Land Film, television. It's
2: where you find it. You to tell me Just what in the fresh turkey hell We're dealing with here Long story It's a ghost it's Supposed to be dead Eight years ago I put a bullet through his brain Great So we're being chased By The Terminator What happened to the canola line? Uh, you're supposed to say forget about it, Sanchez. The old man likes his canoe. Look, thing. I made a mistake, all right? It didn't make any difference anyway. Hey, I'm letting it go. But don't say it doesn't matter. Every line matters. Get off my back! Don't <laughs> get to my by play! Hey, it now. Right I kill you! They're playing our song here. Let's
0: dance this one, huh? on my phone. I'm sorry. That bummer surprised me. Oh <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> we'll have to pay more attention. <laughs> Here it goes
2: again. <laughs> I like your nurse's uniform, guy. These are OR scrubs. Oh, are they? Well, they're totally inappropriate for the occasion. Well, I didn't know we were going to dinner. That's because you weren't invited. Take it easy, Pax. You were the
0: one that ordered him a whiskey and soda.
2: So what's wrong with that? I can write a hair play, why can't I have a little drink to unwind myself? <laughs>
3: I'll do you a favor I'll knock that dumb right out of your skull you just say the word Jack
4: (laughs) hello everyone (laughs) oh good times hello hi everyone it's time for entertainment landfill I'm your host the J-Strom welcome to the show it's time for the show yeah, naturally. Wouldn't it be time for the show? Hey, I don't do the show alone. I do it with Stephen the Pop Culture Zealot. Hey,
5: what's happening?
4: Hi, Stephen. How are you doing, sir? I'm
5: doing fantastic. It's so good to see you, Stephen. It's good to see you, too.
4: I've had a pretty rough week myself, meaning just exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to explain why? Sure. It was time to get Emma's uh, learner's permit. hmm And, uh... So we had to go to the DMV. When's the last time you've been to a DMV?
5: I don't years, know. Years, years and years.
4: years. Yeah, like Heather and I, we both uh, renew our driver's license online. Last time we went was when we got Emma an ID because she was going uh, to another state on an airplane without us. So she yeah. needed a state ID. So we got her that. That took a while. But this was something else entirely. And some people, you know, you'll, you'll say, like, I, you know, I got to go to the DMV. And they'll go, well, just make an appointment. You can do that now on the little internet thing. And it's confusing as hell. Like, I'd have Heather's mom show me how to do it because I couldn't <laughs> figure it out. Does that make any sense? Like, you're techie too, so. I should be able to figure it out, but uh-huh. I couldn't. Uh,. But it didn't matter anyway, because we waited five hours on uh, Wednesday. And uh, it was a long, excruciating day. <laughs> At one point, the guy says, you know, you guys can leave. Just, you know, go eat something, come back. You can kind of gauge by numbers, like how far away you are. And I was like, Emma, come on, let's get out of here. And we went and ate lunch, took as long as possible, hung out in the car for a bit. Went back inside. Oh, not even close. Uh, But, you know, we waited around, sat down, you know, walked around. Uh, Finally, I see, I I still remember the number we had. It was L4229. And all of a sudden, the numbers went past ours. And I went, what the hell? What the hell? Why did it go past ours? So I got up and I go, Emma, come on, come on, come on. She was like, what, what, what's going on? And I saw the guy that had been walking around answering people's questions. So he's going this way to the right. So I start going to the right. And then he stops. And he's walking to the left. I go, wait, wait, wait. Go this way. Go, go this way. And So I go to left. And he's snaking around. He's, some people will talk to him. And I'm walking up to him. And then he starts going right again. So I'm like, shit. And so I start going right. And Emma finally goes, what are we doing? And I go, Emma, just stop. Just stop it. Follow me, okay? So we went up to the guy. And I said, hey, the numbers went past us. Our no- number never went up there. And he goes, Oh, well, go ahead and get in line over here. And I was like, okay. So we went in line. Keep in mind, this is the fifth hour. We're both tired. I just snapped at Emma and I feel terrible for it. <laughs> but, uh, and then while we're in line there, because you know, when they call your number, you don't just go up and go, here I am. You get in another line to get up there. And all of a sudden my contact, my left contact moves and I can't get it back in my eye. And I'm messing with it, messing with it. Can't find it in my eye. It's lost somewhere. And I'm like, Emma, do you see my contact? And I'm opening my eye and looking at her. She, goes, she was like, uh, uh, stop. I don't want to look in your eye or whatever. I'm like, okay, well, thanks for that. Uh, okay. So I was like, I'm blind in one eye. Okay. So I just, ha- I can see out of my right eye only, right? So we finally get uh, called up there. And the lady's looking, okay, you have this, you have this, you know, birth certificate, social security card, proof of residence, two of those. And then it comes time to like prove that our daughter goes to the school she goes to. And we have an old report card, the last report card from last year. And we have her schedule for this year, which starts Monday. And the girl, the lady, I call her a girl. She's a woman. She says, um, Mm, can't take this. This is old. And I said, yes, she goes to the same school. We have a schedule there. And she looks at that. She goes, school hasn't started yet, has it? And I go, it starts on Monday. She goes, I can't take this either. And I said, well, she goes to the school. There's her schedule proving that she's about to start school. She's like, I need something for now. You need this VOE form. It means verification of enrollment. And then I realized, as I'm looking at her, like, she's not going to let us do it. Get the learner's <laughs> permit. She's going to turn us away. And I go, we've been here five hours. Can, can we please just this? can?" And she was like, I'm sorry. She goes, uh, you know what you could do is just get here tomorrow, like right when we open. That way you probably won't have to wait too long. And I'm just like, I've been here five hours. And the last thing I want to think about is coming here first thing in the morning. And uh, then she says... Did you
5: ask for a supervisor?
4: No. Are you kidding? I can only see out of one eye. It's been five hours. I'm exhausted. I (laughs) I can't think of putting up any kind of fight. I'm defeated. And she says, you know what a lot of people do? They come in May for learner's permits because it's not as busy then. And I'm like, she had driver's ed in July. How could we have come in May? It doesn't make any sense.
5: And I'm not going to wait almost another year.
4: Yeah. I mean... And I was like, she's like, I'm really sorry. And I'm just getting up and I just start walking. Emma's just like, dad, dad. And she's like trying to keep up to me because I'm so upset. And I get in the car and I'm just like, oh, I can't believe it. I can't believe we wasted this entire day. It's bad. Yes. Oh, man. And, uh. I spent the rest of the night thinking about it. What's funny is I didn't want to uh, tell Heather. <laughs> I just didn't want to tell her. But you know what it kind of reminds When I was in the car, I was like, okay, start the car. We're sitting in the car for a bit. I'm fine. And then I thought of that scene from Ferris Bueller's Day Off when Cameron gets in the car and he revs the engine. And he's like... Do you remember that? Yeah. And I'm just like, God damn it. And so we leave. And eventually, I tell Heather and we make a plan. First thing in the morning, I'm going to the high school and getting that form. And I do. It's very simple. And then this morning, I'm like, we're going to hit. a. We're not going. I did say I'm never going back to that DMV for as long as I live. So we chose a different one. The Waxahachie one that's 30 minutes from here. So I went to that one instead. That one is smaller and it's like, uh, the one we went to on Brentwood stair, like does everything. It's huge. There's like a thousand people in there, just too crowded. So we went and to this one this morning, uh, right before they open and I drive up line of like a hundred people. And I'm just like, uh, so Em and I get in line, we're standing outside and it's already 80 degrees in the morning, uh, and humid. So we're standing outside and luckily I brought my earbuds. Emma did too. And I'm just tuning the world out. And I was listening to music loud. I was like, I don't want to hear anybody's voices. I don't want to hear anything. I'm tuning out the universe right now. Because after what we went through of the five hours before, (laughs) I just, I can barely tolerate it this time. I'm like, I can't believe we're doing this again. We have to do this again. So uh, we get in line and we get a number And, uh, every, all the seats are gone immediately. So we have to stand up because they don't even have a hundred chairs in there. So everybody's takes all the chairs immediately. And, uh, so we're standing against the wall and, you know, we're waiting forever, but finally we get up to the counter and we get, we get, the learner's permit. Everything's fine. The lady was doing the thing where she was helping us, but also talking to the lady next to her. She's like, oh, really? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, uh, what school is he going to? What's his? I'm just like, can I just, can you just pay attention to us, please? Can you just, you know? And then another lady's like, what form do I use for that? And she goes, oh, you need to use this. People keep distracting her. I'm like, why can't she just help us and just stop, you know, looking at other people? And I was just like,
5: uh got uh Cut. i've got two years before i have to go get a, a new photo
4: it's gotten worse i met, i was thinking about when i took the driving test i took the see i did it differently i didn't take driver's ed i uh took the written part and then the driving test in the same day yeah. and i have no idea how long it took i don't remember it all but there's no way it took five hours no I mean, that's insane. Today, it took three hours. And Emma, it had gotten where Emma couldn't sit up anymore. She was just laying her body on me, and I had my arm around her, because she was just like, she couldn't do it anymore. And I was like, I literally cannot go another 30 minutes of this. I'm going to say, let's go, because I can't take it anymore.
5: When I took my motorcycle license, I went right up there, and uh, they are like, go to those computers right there. Mm -hmm. Do, 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 take the test, passed. Up there, and they're like, "Okay." You know what I think
4: it is, honestly, um, there was a lot of kids getting their learners learners right before minutes, school, right before school starts, and I think it was just a lot of people waiting till the last minute or whatever, kind of like uh, me. Uh, so I drop Emma off at home, and I'm like, "I'm going to go to the store." and get Heather some wine and some other things because, you know, she kicks back with a little bit of, uh, you know. Why can't I have a little drink to unwind myself? Yeah, exactly. So I get a bottle of wine. I'm checking out. I'm exhausted. I'm so tired. I go to grab the bottle. I'm leaving. I go, clink, drop it on the ground. And this guy goes, Did you break it? And I was just like, fuck off. You know, <laughs> stop talking to me or whatever. <laughs> so I pick it up and I go, no. And it goes, pfft. It's like sprays wine out of it, like it's champagne or something. I was like, Oh shit. And then he goes, It's fine, just go get another one. And I was like, Okay. So I set it down, and of course, it's the giant Kroger, so it's like a mile away to go back to the wine section. Uh... (laughs) So I get in the car, I get all the wine, get in the car, and I'm like, So anyway, now my engine's ruined. (laughs) So then I come back home and I'm like, I've got to work on the show. I have clips and stuff I need to do. But it's all over. We got the learners room. It was so funny. I whispered to Emma and I say, uh, hey, I know you're exhausted. Just try and smile for your picture when they take it. And you should see her picture is just kind of like, kind of like a, like kind of defeated, exhausted. I feel so bad. Hey, what's up, Adam Sexton? We also got Jessica in the hizzy in the ETL chat room. What's up, guys? Uh, we've got some voicemail. What do you nice. say we check out some voicemail? Sweet. And you know what that means, Steven? It's time for the awesome...
5: Email intro.
4: That's right. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's right.
0: And now it's time to hear some voicemail.
4: Oh, are they? Yes, it indeed be. Time for some voicemail. Let's check it out. Our first voicemail comes from... Mike!
6: Hey, guys. It's Mike here from Cheese Stroker vs. Punter. I just want to send you a quick voicemail to say how happy i am to see you guys return to the old format it has brought great happiness and joy and security to my life to see uh, things return to the way they are uh, and you have returned to the classic entertainment landfill format um you, uh, when you were umming and ahhing about whether to do it or not, to me it was really clear. It's like, yes, if you can, please go do do that. Uh, I mean, I'd say you'd go even further. Jesus, just be nowhere in Mulberry <laughs> again. You know, if you've gone this far, just 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 go all in. But no, um, I, I, I'm it. really happy to see you guys return to the format. It's really nice to be sort of introduced to um, uh, new drops as well, uh, new clips, um, uh, particularly this.
1: Tomorrow, tomorrow. Oh! In show, the Marvel's yeah. Marvel's
6: show. Why? Uh, and even more specifically, this gift here that you gave the world. Why? So it's wonderful <laughs> to have you back. Um, also, I cannot have any kind of communication with you guys without harassing you about getting an audio promo done. Um, it drives me insane. You're you guys right. are one of the first podcast i ever got into and you're still the best and i just think you need to get the word out about this and you know grow your audience even further uh i know in the early days you got a real bump from um hollywood saloon and whilst i'm not trying to make any kind of comparisons as far as audience size anything like that goes there's a you know i'm part of a sort of unofficial group of a lot of podcast friends out there um who through twitter facebook all of those places and through podcasting yourself uh, like the Film Bastards podcast um, um, you know, Adventures in VHS and Beyond the Neon podcast um, the Good Bad and the Bad Neard. the there's just a whole lot of, just a lot of podcasts for where we exchange promos and we share a lot of audiences and I just really want the listeners of choose rock vs. Punter to discover the joy that is uh, Entertainment Landfill um, particularly now you are going through what I've mentioned on Facebook I feel is a second golden age of the show um, I've said before about how you guys are kind of it reminds me a lot, to, to talk about Jerry Seinfeld, actually, weirdly enough, because that's become topical with all the Bobcat Colfrey stuff that you've been talking about, which he turned out to be a bit of a dick bag, didn't he? <laughs> it just made me think about how Jerry Seinfeld always talked about how Larry David was like a comedian's comedian, and you hear about these st- obscure jazz mu- musicians that don't necessarily reach a huge audience, but like... Um, famous jazz musicians always cite as being you know the a musician's musician and i always felt that you guys were the podcasters podcast a lot of people i know who have gone on to um you know have prolific um i don't want to say careers but uh, prolific engagement in podcasting have talked about how much how big of fans they are of you and i just really wish that you guys um could just you know get get a promo out and we'll put it on all of our shows wow. and we will cross promote and do all of those wonderful things and you will ho- ho- then get feedback from new people which is what we all want. But uh, again, I'm going to go let you guys get back on with the show. Love, love, love what you're doing. It uh, uh, feels like you guys are reinvigorated. Um, and yeah. uh yeah! Thanks again for this. What? <laughs> love it. <laughs> love it.
4: Thank you, Mike. That was so nice to say. That was uh, really nice of you. And just for that, I'm going to play the whole commercial.
1: Monday through Fridays is when they rule the late night.
4: On the scene of the TV screen,
1: they keep it tight. 9 p.m. is when you catch the Montel show. 10 p.m. is when Marvin Roe gives you vote. So it's turn it bro. on. Tune in to talk show heaven. K-D-L-I-Challenge 27. Montel and Maury, they the baddest compilation. Keep your ears and eyes locked to this TV the station. to
4: Yes, I love that.
1: What?
4: <laughs> now, Mike, you're right. He's been wanting me to make an intro forever. So I thought, "What? why don't we do it, Stephen? Let's do an intro. I mean, do you have a timer on your phone? 60 seconds. Can we get a timer? I'm sure I have a timer. All right. We're going to try um, to do some... Let me try to find some uh, pod-safe music, some uh, free music, unlicensed music. Let's see what we got here. Oh, here we go. This is good. <laughs> this kind of sounds like cereal from NPR. Hey, everyone. I'm the j Strum, and I do a podcast called Entertainment Landfill. I don't do it alone, though. I also do it with Stephen the Pop Culture Zealot. Say hi, Stephen. Hey, everyone. Every week we do shows about film, television, and pop culture. All right. Thanks a lot. Oh, shit. 20 seconds. And uh, also we uh, talk about DVDs and Blu-rays.
5: All Uh,
4: And also, we... uh, we,
5: uh, What about video games?
4: Yeah, we talk about video games sometimes and movies. Uh,
5: Movies we've just recently watched. We do... uh, uh, What else? And... We need work.
4: Monday
5: through Fridays is when they rule the late night. On the scene of the TV screen, they
1: keep it tight. 9 p.m. is when you catch the Martel show. (laughs)
4: Barbie boat, Barbie boat. <laughs> all right there you go mike there's our
5: <laughs> i suck at this i can't do it we have to figure something out we'll do a better one <laughs> so there's our uh, promo everybody spread
4: that throughout the world <laughs> it's not funny oh i'm so frustrated steven oh. i think i'm running it All right, Stephen, we have another voicemail, this one from Bob Roberts. So let's check out this voicemail from Bob Roberts, who I don't think I've ever heard from before.
5: I don't think so.
7: Hi, J and Stephen. Long time listener, first time caller. Hey. I just want to say I watched the first episode of The Rook, and I'll give it a grade of B. B for boring. <laughs> oh. It should have been a while. Why for yawn-inducing because it was really hard to get through. However, for the series, the boys uh, it is much better, more engaging, and I finished the entire series. So I would definitely recommend people go watch the Voice. Fair it's definitely enough, definitely worth your time. Thanks for good uh, for keeping up with the shows lately. Really appreciate it. Thanks and bye.
4: Well, thank you, Bob, and uh, I appreciate you checking out The Rook. Now, I I must confess that the first time I watched The Rook, the night of it was after the show. It was really late. I was, like, tired, but I couldn't sleep, so I started The Rook, and then I got real sleepy, and I didn't finish it. And I wasn't sure I wanted to, and uh, my wife said, yeah, you got to watch it. So I went ahead and finished it the next day and watched the next episode, and it got better. So yeah, it's a pretty slow-going, kind of setup type of pilot episode, but uh, check it out. I think you might uh, like
5: it, you know? Might like the rest of it.
4: Yeah, and um, Stephen, did you try out The Boys yet? Check out The Boys?
5: No, I meant to this week, but uh, we worked
7: a lot.
4: Now, I will say this. Here's The Boys. It's a fun show, but it's like that friend that tries too hard. They want you to (laughs) like them so bad. They just try hard. They've been everywhere. Uh, they've seen everything. They uh, they collect all the Star Wars toys. They got all the action figures. They've got like twenty stormtroopers, and you've got one at home, you know. Right. Uh, but the Rook, it's like that really like interesting person at your school that seems really smart. They seem kind of unapproachable. But they just seem so oh, damn cool like me. sitting over there. Yeah, me like Steven sitting over there. You're chilling. You just kick back your, your foot up on the library table at the, the school and you're reading some, like, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. You're like, damn, that guy's cool, but he's unapproachable, you know? He's
5: reading Naked Lunch. What?
4: And you just don't care at all. But here's, look across the cafeteria. Oh, there's the boys. He's like, hey, everybody. Woo! Class clown. <laughs> Guess what he's doing? He's lighting his farts with a cigarette lighter over there. <laughs> yeah, it's entertaining and funny, but that guy's not going to go anywhere, Stephen. He's going to he's going to never leave well, town. Well, liked
5: it. He said it was it's, good.
4: It's a good show, you know. I'm just saying. <laughs> Get off my back.
5: Yeah. So check out the boys and, I do want to check out the boys. I just didn't have we we worked so many hours this week and then, Yeah.
4: That's a good thing about like Amazon. It's going to be up there forever. So we've got one more voicemail, this one from Adam Sexton. Let's check it out.
7: Hello, Entertainment Landfill crew. This is Adam Sexton sending you a voicemail. Happy to see that you guys are recording tonight. So here's my uh, feedback uh, in voicemail form, and I'll try to make it briefer than the last one. I think I rambled on a little bit too much, so I'll try to keep this uh, short and sweet. Uh, Love the uh, episode of last week. Love to talk about uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I liked your very dismissive reviews of The Boys. Uh, Thank you for confirming that I... That the show just looks like a you know giant piece of shit, and uh, <laughs> like also you know. thank you for mentioning the numerous appearances of uh, penises in both that and the show Euphoria. I don't know if that's going to become a regular feature for your review process, but hey, if that's <laughs> what you want to do, all right. Mr. Um, don't know if I have a whole lot of news right now, but I just want to point a couple of things. Uh, I've seen uh, Once Upon a Time in the Hollywood three times so far, Whoa. and I forget if you guys mentioned this last week. Uh, I and I didn't feel uh, didn't feel the need to bring it up during my conversation with the Jaystrom in my on my podcast. But uh, I there's this thing with Quentin Tarantino films, especially like the last three or four that he's made, where he seems to pay. Uh, close attention to food preparation, whether that's food or drink, and examples will be like the the strudel in Inglorious Bastards, or or, be, or a, a pint of beer that's being prepared in Django Unchained, and it's happened again recently in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But I couldn't help but notice, and I wonder if you noticed this too, that the Brad Pitt character Cliff Booth. When he goes home and we see where he lives, he lives in that trailer along with his dog, Brandy. And uh, he gets back in and makes food. He makes, I, lo- I love that scene where he's uh, preparing her dog food bowl by just holding a can of dog food at, like, shoulder length and just letting it drop and plop right onto the bowl. Yeah. And he does it, like, twice and then adds some dry food. But then he makes for himself craft mac and cheese. Couldn't help but notice, but he doesn't add milk and butter to the prep and that just kind of grosses me out. I don't know if maybe Cliff (laughs) is running a little dry financially and he can't afford milk or butter, but that's just just awful. That's almost like eating microwave version of mac and cheese and I hate that stuff. I like the classic prep with the saucepan and water and milk and butter and all that stuff, but that just kind of weirds me out. But anyway, and he eats it from the saucepan. He doesn't give him a bowl either. But anyway, I, uh, I thought that was a weird, odd uh, moment from the film, and I want to know if you guys caught it. And uh, also, I wanted to thank everyone for listening to the episode that I posted with the J Strum, uh, the Anchor app. The, the hosting site that I use for my podcast has informed me that uh, since it's been out uh, for a week, it's had 26 plays across all of the uh, streaming sites that you, you can listen to it on. And so I can't thank you guys enough for giving it a chance. And there's probably some listeners who are not fans of the show who gave it a chance. So I, I really love that. And uh, and I can't thank the Jekstrom enough for his time and for his enthusiasm. And I hope we get to do it again soon. The last note I want to end on is uh I don't know if you guys have read about this but The Abyss turned 30 years old today. Wow. Uh, today What's is the going on 30th over? anniversary of its release date and I'm assuming that's a favorite of everyone here and I just yeah. wanted to hear some thoughts of, of yours about the movie. And I know we're supposed to be getting like a 4K, 4K remaster on uh, uh, Blu ray or 4K Blu ray pretty soon. That's been promised to us for who knows how many years it's a now. Myth. But I love the film, I prefer the special edition cut. And I uh, yes. just wanted to hear if you guys had any anecdotes about watching it. You would, probably would have had an opportunity to see it in a theater or maybe watched it on home video several times. I didn't even realize the movie existed until my parents rented the VHS from the Pleasant Plains video Mart one night. And that pretty much uh, solidified my love for the film because I would go back to revisit it over and over so anyway, I wanted to end on that note, and uh, I look forward to uh, hearing the episode. If I can listen live, I'll try to. But anyway, you guys have a good uh, episode. Have a good weekend. Everyone listening in, Hope hope you're having a good time, and I will check y'all later. Bye.
4: All right, thanks, Adam. And it, it was so much fun doing that podcast with you. If you guys haven't listened to it yet... Uh, I linked it on the show post from last week and also in the ETL fan club on Facebook. Uh, I was on Adam Sexton's podcast, The Past and the Pending. We talked all about, we talked much longer about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood than I did on the show last week. Mainly because Steven hadn't seen it yet. You've since seen it.
5: I have seen it now. And did you enjoy it? I did enjoy it. That's and great. I know the scene he's talking about. And...
4: I didn't notice because I don't eat a lot of macaroni. <laughs> <laughs>
5: I noticed because he has the powdered kind, and I d- I find that disgusting.
4: Yeah, I do. Like, I did remember the holding the dog food and just. Yeah. Um. Uh, it's just a funny movie. That's what I love about it. I mean, thought Brad Pitt and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio were so good in it, and uh, it's an interesting film. It's definitely one that. I mean, I knew after I watched it, this is a kind of movie, like, when it comes on HBO, I'll whenever it's on, I'll just wait,
5: okay. watch it
4: from there on and watch it, it till the it. ending, you know? How about that ending, without spoiling anything? Did you like the ending?
5: Yes. <laughs> I, I didn't have a problem with it. Um, did it was... you
4: laugh out loud? Yes. Did you have any tears laughing? No, I had no tears. <laughs> no tears from laughter.
5: Oh, no, I don't think I had tears from laughter. Because
4: I did, <laughs> at a certain part. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was
5: hilarious.
4: Yes. <laughs> oh, god So good. And, you know, Adam, you talked about the Abyss. Uh, I have a, a big story I've told about the Abyss many times on the show, at least twice. I don't know. We've done the show for so long. You it's so funny. When I'm making intros, I'm like, have I ever used this clip before an in intro? I can't remember anymore. Yes. Like, I've had to have done the, oh, are they from Rushmore before. Yeah,
5: I'm sure you've done that one. Oh, are they?
4: And I looked, and I had no drops for it. So I'm like, if I did use that clip, I never made drops for it. So I can't, I don't know. Usually if I have a drop of a certain clip, like of a movie, and I'm like, oh, I've done that before in an intro. That's why I have it. So that one I didn't. Now, uh, I also can't remember how many times I've talked oh. about The Abyss. Uh, There's this kind of funny running joke that whenever we talk about uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Bill always brought up the same thing. He goes, which one was that one where the guy had the thing in his ears? And it, like he brings it up like literally every single time we <laughs> talk about it. And I'm like... Finally, I had like this weird meta moment. I'm like, you, whoa, we've talked about this before. We've had this exact conversation before. And I think that I put that in the best of where I was just like, we, you bring that up every time and we have the same conversation. But in the abyss, uh, I was on my first date ever with a girl and we were leaving the theater. We'd seen Pet Cemetery and there was a lady out there with a clipboard and I was a James Cameron freak. That's like all I talked about. I freaking loved Terminator. And uh, I knew The Abyss was coming out. Terminator and Aliens, and The Abyss was his next film. So I'd seen uh, Aliens a gazillion times on cable. So um, I walk out of the theater, and this lady's like, Hello, would you guys be interested in seeing a free screening to a movie that's coming out soon? And I'm like, uh, Sure, what is it, or whatever. And uh, she's like, It's a movie by uh, director James Cameron. And I'm just like, What the boop? And it's just like, this isn't happening. This isn't <laughs> happening. Oh, my God. He's the director of such films. And I'm like, Terminator and Aliens? And she's like, yeah. Oh, you're a fan? You know who that is? And I'm like, yes, I do. She goes, it's this new film, The The Abyss. It's an undersea action thriller. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know all about it. I've read about it in Log. <laughs> she's like, uh, so uh, with this, you get a free pass, and you can bring somebody along. And she gave me one, and she gave, me, uh, gave the girl I was with And instantly, I cared nothing about the date I was on. I completely forgot about
5: her. You were in seventh heaven over the movie.
4: And (laughs) I feel so bad thinking about it now. But I was like, I got to get back to Ray and tell him about this. (laughs) So I was like, so is our date over? Like, are we done or whatever? And she's like, I guess so. And I'm like, okay, because i got to get to Ray and tell him about this. So, you know, uh, I didn't even have a car. Her dad, like, drove me home. <laughs> and I go home, and I'm like, Ray, Ray, I don't even know if I said goodbye to her or whatever. It's terrible. Terrible! I know! And this that's why Karma caught up with me later, because the, the screening wasn't until a couple of months later, like three months or something. And uh, what happened is it had i think originally it had like a july release like they were going to release it on fourth of july or right right around there the film got pushed back to august like late august and the day of the screening they called thank god they called because we were going to head out to the theater to see the screening and they said it was canceled the film isn't finished yet (laughs) So I had three months of just like, oh, I can't wait to see this. Oh, I'm so excited. And I had the novelization, and I was reading the novelization of The Abyss.
5: Now, did you get the other ticket or just the one?
4: She gave me the other one. She's like, I don't care about this. And I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> so kind of, I don't care about this. I don't care about you. <laughs> you know, She pretty much uh, said all that was all that needed to be heard right there. So I, it was me and Ray and then my dad and I think Vanessa was gone. But they called us. Literally, we were about to walk off the door and said that it was canceled. And I was just like, well, shit. So I was just like, Dad, can I borrow the keys? He's like, what for? You don't know how to drive. And I go, just give me the keys, Dad. I went in the car and I was like... And so I got out of the car, gave him the keys, and walked back inside. And
5: You ruined a lot of cars. <laughs> <after>.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my abyss story, Adam. And uh, yes, I love the film. It does have an... I remember when I finally saw The Abyss in that August of that summer. I just, like, mesmerized by the visuals, all this. And when the movie ends, it's kind of like, what happened there? That was abrupt. That was... It's a weird ending. Just kind of happens. Yeah. So I walked out and I was like, you know, Something's wasn't missing. ready to admit the ending was flawed, but I was like, Oh, it was awesome. And stuff like that. Cause I can fool myself. You know, I did see the Phantom Menace several times before I admitted to myself that there's something wrong. Uh, so it wasn't until later that I read probably in premier magazine that James Cameron was so frustrated with the cuts, the studio wanted, you know, that the movie was too long that he decided to just excise like a huge, like 20 minutes from the ending of the film. So if the film seems weird in the third act, that's why he just said, we'll just cut all this shit right here. So, uh, when you see the director's cut of the film, it's like, oh my God, all this tension is added back in. It makes so much more sense now. And the ending seems more earned, you know? Yeah. The aliens basically, they create this giant, all the oceans, they rise the ocean so high that everyone on the coast sees that the ocean is standing and they're basically, the aliens are saying, get your shit together with this nuclear shit or whatever and your wars or we're just going to drop the ocean on your ass and kill all of you. So then they recede okay. the ocean. And I everyone, have seen that version. Because then, there's yeah, kind yeah. of like a... I'm like, uh, have
5: I seen the extended? I, I mean,
4: maybe. It's, it's just kind no. of like a Cuban Missile Crisis thing going on in the Gulf where they're all fighting over the yeah, down yeah. nuclear submarine. So that happens and everyone's like, we can all get along. So you guys don't need to murder us, you know? <laughs> and that, that's way more interesting. It's, I mean, it's still... The NTIs look goofy as shit. The, the one looks rubber he's in a weird jellyfish thing and you see his little rubber head and his little rubber hands. The part where he, Bud Brigman, he reaches out and the little rubber hand goes around his, I'm like, yeah, that could look better. But still, I love the film for James Cameron. He was insane. He filmed it underwater in an abandoned nuclear facility. Uh, and, uh, everyone hated them by the end of the movie <laughs> filming. <laughs> and, I mean, it's a te- massive technical achievement. They mastered like communication underwater and scuba masks and stuff. You know, James Cameron's always been a real gearhead and fascinated with submersibles and, you know, Titanic and stuff well, like that. Course. going. Yep. So uh, it is – the movie certainly fascinating, but what's even more fascinating is just the making of it. I want to see that Blu-ray come out, like Adam said, 4K – Extended edition, not theatrical. Theatrical cut comes on every once in a while, and I'll watch bits of it. But yeah. when it gets near the ending, I usually flip the channel. I don't even watch it till the end. I mean, there's parts that I like, but uh, I just want to see the extended bit. It's like once you see the extended version of Aliens, it's hard to go back to the theatrical version of Aliens. Uh Once you see the extended version of Terminator 2 where they show the T-1000 actually malfunctioning, his feet are sticking to the ground, and when he grabs a railing, his arm is malfunctioning and sticking to the... So then at the end when uh, Arnold shoots him with a grenade and he kind of goes... It kind of makes more sense now that he's malfunctioning because we saw it earlier. But in the theatrical version, you never see any of that, so you're like... Why didn't he just morph back? Why is he like all weirded out and he just falls in the lava? It seemed weird. Like, shouldn't someone have pushed him in? But with that added, those added uh, features there, you understand why. Also, uh, in the the uh, director's cut of T two, they actually take Arnold's chip out and turn it, make him a learning cyborg or whatever, and uh, th- that's better. I, I like. James Cameron's director's cuts are always amazing. Same with Avatar has a better director's cut. So, Adam, yes, I like the Abyss. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, what do you say we get into? Entertainment! (laughs) Ah, yes, entertainment. What in the fresh turkey hell we're dealing with here? (laughs) Yeah, that's right, Hobbs. Or is he Shaw? No, Hobbs is The Rock. Shaw is Jason Satham. Stephen, we saw Hobbs and Shaw. We did. And uh, you brought Melissa. Did she like the film? (laughs) (laughs) It was so funny. She goes, I've never seen any of these movies, The Fast and the Fierce. I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) What is she going to think of this? (laughs) That was
5: hilarious. She said it was a guy film.
4: It definitely is a guy film. I will say this. I'm going to say this about Hobbs and Shaw. My favorite bit is the sister. Thought she was the most interesting character. Jason Statham yeah. has a sister in it, Hattie Shaw, and she's like a, an was she Mi six or something? Mi five, Mi six, yeah, whatever. What she's produced. a badass or whatever. I thought she was cool. Um, also, uh, there's a bit where they establish the Rock hasn't been home to Samoan forever. His mom has never even met his daughter. And uh, we're just waiting for that. Uh, Shaw's mom is in prison and he just wants to see, she just wants to see her son and her daughter talking to each other again. Yeah. Because uh, Hattie hates him. So we're going to tie that up by the end of the movie, right? Now, as for all this, uh, Idris Elba is great as this over the top character. I will say this, the action uh, is fine or whatever, I didn't feel a lot during the movie, Stephen. My favorite bit is The Rock and Statham bickering with each other.
5: Sometimes it was a little too much, the bickering. Yeah. It's I, like well, they, they, he's trying to outdo each other with the, you know, cut yeah. down. Well,
4: that's their their strength is this these guys not getting along or yeah. whatever.
5: Well, I understand uh, not getting along, but... But
4: by the time they are teaming up, I was like, yeah, finally, Jesus. Yeah. I will say this about Hobbs and Shaw. Too effing long. It's two hours and 16 minutes. It should not be that long. This kind of movie should be 90 minutes. We should be in and out of the theater. You know the part where they go to that base and they're going to save the sister? First they they make it where she gets captured on purpose so they can get the machine that will help take the stuff out of her blood. Uh, That whole setup, and then when they're doing the getaway and everything's blowing up, that should have been the ending of the movie there, I felt like. But then they're like, We can't hide anywhere. He's gonna find us anywhere. Let's go back to Samoa. Yeah. And then they have that whole thing. And I'm like, okay, now it's been like almost two hours. So by the time that I just thought the movie if you have if the audience has time to go, Jesus, how long is this movie? That means it's too long, doesn't right. it? Yes. And that's what I felt at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean like the fighting and stuff like that, that's fun. The hand to hand uh, combat and there's the, you know, they gave away a lot of the funny stuff in oh, the trailer, yeah. like the part where he goes in the room, he goes in the hallway with like ten guys, and the rock goes in the hallway mm-hmm. with one guy, and that would have been funnier had we not seen it in the trailer, you know. But yeah, I mean, you know what you're gonna go see if you go see Hobbs and Shaw, you know what kind of movie it is. Yeah, be.
5: you're, you're, ne- you know, you're set for just silly fun,
4: silly mindless fun, and it had some, had a cameo by Ryan Reynolds, which. Was interesting, but at the same time, I, I was like, "This is pulling me out of the movie big time." Mm-hmm. Did it pull you out of the movie? Like, why is Ryan Ren- Ryan is Ryan Ryan Reynolds? Why is he in this all of a sudden?
5: Yeah, I mean, the way he acted too was you know very Deadpoolish too. Yeah, you know.
4: I've read somebody say, "Did they film this after the movie's completed?" That's what it feels like.
5: Oh, uh, gotcha.
4: And I was thinking about it. And I go, they easily could have, because he's only talking on the phone, supposedly with The Rock. So they could have had The Rock could have been talking to anybody, and then they changed it later. Like, hey, we we fired the we guy. We went with this. We, we went this way. We cast Ryan Reynolds in this scene, kind of punch it up or whatever i mean i do like the the characters are fine i have a good time with them i just think that they had too much shit going on i will tell you no forget ryan reynolds forgive me ryan reynolds you did not stop the film down kevin hart you stopped the film down. oh my god when he shows up secret cameo guys i ruined it i'm so sorry but the film goes "Ah!" screeching halt did you feel that way too Because he's like it, it doing was just a bit, like, yeah,
5: yeah. It was, it was. uh Hey, I'm getting a cameo because I'm buddies with the Rock.
4: Yeah, he's just being all ridiculous and stuff. And you yeah. see uh, Statham and because uh,
5: he's what the air marshal on the plane.
4: Yeah, and the Rock are just sitting there and they're reacting off him, just kind of watching him and just like, okay, guys, let's move it along. Let's move it along. Come on, come on. Let's get off this plane. We've been on this plane for way too long in the movie. And
5: uh, another a, a scene that could have been. Tossed out that, easily. His whole,
4: his whole, everything about his part could have been cut out of the movie. We never would have missed it. Well,
5: the him. whole plane ride was kind of <laughs> when- <laughs> the whole plane ride. I mean, uh, okay, yeah, you're leaving from the states to go. You know, I had a main problem with one part of the movie.
4: uh We've seen in the trailer, Idris Elba, he takes the sister because she's injected herself with this nano stuff or whatever
5: a programmable virus
4: throws her over, over his shoulder, runs and jumps out of the building. He's going down a wire Zzzz! and uh, Dwayne Johnson, you know, the rock and Jason Statham. They're like, Oh my God, Hattie. And they run to the edge and he's like, come on, ready? One, two, three. And he jumps and he goes down the wire and Statham goes, don't tell me what to do. And he walks over, he saunters over, gets on the elevator and he's riding down the hill And I'm like, the guy has your sister. And you don't seem like you're in a hurry at all, you know?
5: Well, that would kind of make a bit of sense since he doesn't really like his sister.
4: Yeah, he doesn't want her to die, though.
5: Well, who's saying she's going to die? Here's
4: another thing I have. Uh, I just... Idris Elba's a guy that he killed. Jason Satham killed him. Yes. He shot him in the head. When he sees him, Jason Satham's face is stone-like expressionless he's just like oh he's alive again or whatever yeah. but i would have been like what like <laughs> dun, 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 yo, camera zoom in like my reaction like holy shit i shot that guy in the head and he's alive he's back how is this possible but you'd never get that from his reaction at all would you no it's kind of like oh he's alive again okay let's chase him so let's you know? kill him again <laughs> I did like Idris Elba whenever people were coming at him like about to punch him he'd be like this anal- analysis of all the punching it's funny cuz it kind of reminded me of uh, Sherlock Holmes with uh, you know ra- uh, Robert Downey Jr how he would analyze in his head like uh, how to counter fight uh, punches or whatever that's what that kind of reminded me of so he had he uh, Idris Elba had like a computer in his head telling him like the punch trajectory and like it would show like
5: how fast it's coming
4: yeah and and the force that it's gonna hit him at yeah i thought that was funny and of course where it's mindless action where steven and i when we want to watch a movie we want to laugh at how ridiculous it is like many fast and the furious movies and finally, at the very end, we got something where we both were like, nah, ha, ha. Yeah. and it's the part where the helicopter is attached to the truck <laughs> and the chain comes off and the rock grabs the chain. He's going, oh, and he's holding the helicopter in place while holding oh. onto the truck. And I, you and I laughed and were like, yeah, finally, we get some ridiculous yes. stuff. And uh, that was fun.
5: I was like, why can't it just pull his arm off? <laughs> no i know that's not right so Stephen, do you have any more Hobbs and shaw thoughts no um like i said just ridiculous mindless fun at mm-hmm. uh, least like a bit too long there were scenes that could be cut easily the the whole kevin hart
4: yeah uh, i i mean the movie is not it's not supposed to be challenging viewing or anything like that it's just a big dumb movie yeah and it was a big dumb movie. I think it should. If it was ninety minutes, it would have been perfect. We just would have been coming out of theater just being like, "That was so dumb and fun" or whatever. But so we we're like, "Jesus, that was long, man."
5: That's a bit drawn out. <laughs> it's a
4: tad long. It's a tad drawn out there, huh?
5: And then all the extra scenes. They marveled it at the end.
4: Look, I made a mistake. All right. Oh my god. You know, Marvel movies—they usually have at least two. Like yeah. right when the movie ends, they show the main credits, like animated credits, and then dun- 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 and then it shows a clip and then the rest of the credits and then at the very end they show
5: something. Yeah.
4: Well, not in Hobbs and Shaw, baby. They're gonna have what is it, three or four clips.
5: I don't remember three yeah. Uh-
4: like, don't leave everybody. We're gonna sh- we're gonna show you another movie during the credits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing at the very end I was like Oh, great. We waited till the end for this. And this this is totally worth it. It was more Ryan Reynolds. Yep. Yeah, more. Hey, we had him on the set, guys. We got to use him. This is guy from Deadpool, everybody.
5: <laughs> if, if, if that didn't pull you out, this will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. So, Hobbs and Shaw, everybody. Good now, times. Now, how did you like after the movie? My little joke on you. Oh, God.
4: <laughs> <laughs> okay. What time did we see that during the day? Because there was no one in the bathroom.
5: We waited till the end, so everybody had left. Yeah, I had definitely the movie was long. I had
4: to pee really bad, and uh, so we, Steve and I, go in the bathroom at the same time. And you know, it's kind of awkward. We're like, I don't want to stand next to Steven while I'm peeing because you know it's awkward. I won't be able to start. You know, I'm okay. kidding. We've done that many yeah, times. Uh, but I was like, I'm going to go use the stall and immediately, you know, walk in. There's just, it's like somebody had Disgusting. a problem. It's just like yeah. urine everywhere. And, uh, so I've to pee for about good, uh, five. You're still,
5: you're, I've gone and finished and I'm washing up, walking out.
4: Yeah. And we're the only ones in there. And so I'm midstream and Steven goes. <laughs> I hope you had a no. He goes this. I hope you had a hell of a piss, (laughs) Arnold. And I just start laughing so hard that uh, I start to lose control a little bit. Luckily, the stall was already messed up. But I'm like laughing, and I'm like shaking, and I'm like, "Damn it, Steven!" And I'm like, "I was in a vulnerable position here, so." And so I'm, like, washing my hands, and as I walk out, and you're, like, still laughing as I walk out.
1: I hope you had a hell of a piss, <laughs> Arnold.
4: It was, like, perfect, because I was I just, was like...
5: very <clears throat> proud of myself over just that. Just
4: picture, like, uh, you know when you see those uh, goofy uh, old TV shows or whatever, they're trying to fire hose, and it goes out of control. <laughs>
5: <laughs> kind of the reverse spit take, just when you're <laughs> in.
4: <laughs> oh, my God, I was just, like that was hilarious that was more we laughed than in the entire movie <laughs> wouldn't you say yes god that was funny steven <laughs> i almost forgot to bring that up
5: oh i wasn't gonna forget that Oh. <laughs> there you guys go you're
4: in humor all right uh Let's talk about some TV shows, Stephen. But sure. first, no, actually, I have a special news story that I just need you to hear. Okay? okay. Let's check this out. Picture this. A, a tree fell and landed on a car and completely flattened it, Stephen. Mm-hmm. This is serious stuff. Okay. But wait till you hear from the uh, innocent bystander who saw the whole thing.
7: As the tree was cut down and landed right onto a parked vehicle, totaling it. We're told that car belongs to a Marshall student. You can imagine how upset she had to be when she came outside and saw her car looking like this. Here's a little of what that witness had to say.
2: It sounded like a beer can getting flattened. It just was crunch. It was. I hate to say it, it was kind of cool, you know, I mean, what guy what you know doesn't like you know destruction yeah you know that's why we go to demolition derbies but hey who you know (laughs) bottom line that's that poor girl's new car and she can't get to school now
5: the city spokesperson says the city employees involved were being negligent Uh, and protocol was not followed
4: i i saw that on twitter and i just watched it and i lost it when he's like she can't get to school now (laughs) i was like who is this guy he's like a a character in a movie or something he's like you know i hate to say it it was kind of cool <laughs> you know i mean what it was kind of cool that was hilarious now steven this week on golden ramsey uncharted
5: i keep missing that
4: he's going to have some rare moroccan mushrooms
5: <laughs> are they hallucinatory
4: uh no they just taste really good and they're really expensive but it's funny because the. But do they? whenever he goes to a country, who he meets up with a chef that's like a master chef there from wherever he's visiting. And this lady mentions that she tried to get hired in one of his restaurants at least seven times. So she kind of holds a grudge. And he's like, I had no idea. You should have given me a ring. I would have hired you or whatever. So she's going to make him go after these mushrooms. But first, to get to the mushroom people... He has to go down, rappel down a waterfall, swim in a freezing cold river, and then find these guys. I thought it was kind of silly, but because they don't, they want to be hard to find because they have these rare mushrooms. And uh, Or you could take this nice
5: little trail. <laughs>
4: yeah. You know, they have to have Gordon all geared up and, whatever, and he's like, oh, bloody hell. And so they go up into the hills and these guys are making, uh, they have some breading. And they put some cheese And then they put the mushrooms And, he, and Gordon Ramsay's like It's a pizza They're making a pizza <laughs> And it's pretty funny Let's check this out I've made
3: a discovery about Najat That may just explain her attitude towards me You are a powerful chef here aren't you? Yes sir And you applied to work in my restaurant seven times Yeah and you never hired me You should have phoned me I would have given you a job any day Stop it <laughs> Right. I can't believe I didn't hire Najat. Hopefully, she's moved past it. Or the only dish I'll be eating on my Moroccan journey is humble pie. I want you to go to the mountains. So, want you go to the mountains? Yes, to the Berber land. For the people who really still have the traditions and the way of cooking. Right. At the end of this week is the New Year's for the Berber people. Wait. At the end of the week is New Year's Eve. You and me going to cook. But I want you to kick my butt in there. We will, that's my territory. So I'm gonna send you out there, and if you don't apply to all this thin knowledge that you got from this beautiful fest, we're going to butcher you. How about that? <laughs> <She's> <laughs> I would really love you I to meet the nutter. mushroom man. He's super magical. He has white hair like you, but he's great. He's a magic mushroom man. And he has the best truffles, the best morels, the best leception. They're the Rolls Royce of mushrooms, morel mushrooms. Yes. This right is amazing. Najat's arranged for her mushroom hunters to meet me. She said that these guys mushroom are hunters. secretive. These guys sound scary. So secretive like that they've got special on, like, ways KD&E to get you to locations of these mushrooms. My first surprise comes when my guide mushroom starts chicken. looking to harness me up. But where are the mushrooms? The mushrooms are where? Yeah. From here. I want oh, nah. you to overreact to You are kidding me, Najat's <laughs> crazy. Yeah there must be an easier way problem. to get to these mushrooms. Okay. I was blown up. The name is Gordon James, yeah? Bad James Bond. I just want to pick mushrooms. But apparently this is Najat's idea of a good time.
1: Where are the mushrooms? I will show you where the mushrooms
3: are. Oh, yeah. Here they come. Okay. These, these mushrooms I better guess. taste delicious.
2: The most amazing, magic mushrooms. yeah. Bonjour. Bonjour. How are you? I'm the king of the mushrooms. You're the king of the mushrooms.
3: Where are the bloody mushrooms? No, Richard. Let's, let's go. Right now. It's like, all let's right, go. the mushrooms already. Come on, people. Have you heard about uh, Mifuna before? Mifuna.
0: Yes. That's it's what like I a, learned to do now.
3: It's like a... A, a Berber pizza. <laughs> a Berber pizza. Yes. <laughs> My newfound friend, Rahim, gives me a masterclass on how the Berbers cook pizza in the mountains. Spoiler alert, it's a bit different from Domino's. You use the most expensive <laughs> mushrooms in the world. I don't like Papa John's. Magic. And now, it's finally time to eat these oh, precious wow. mushrooms. Abdullah. Look at that. Wow. That is absolutely delicious. I
4: was waiting for to spit
3: them out. Oh! That was one of the what best pizzas I've <laughs> ever eaten. Putting a slice of that on my menu back home in London. Yeah, you'd have to charge in excess of 100 pounds. It's delicious. Damn. The shock for me is that for the boys, it's a staple. They eat that every day. That's, that's the big surprise. The luxuriousness of those mushrooms sandwiched between two slices of dough. Let Brilliant.
4: Let me ask you this, Stephen. Do you eat mushrooms? I do. Have you ever eaten one that spins? Like, mm, oh, my God, this is so good.
5: I would pay $100
4: for this mushroom. No, I
5: haven't.
4: (laughs) So I'm wondering if Gordon Ramsay is that exaggerating or if it's really that good. Like, his whole show is about, there are different parts of the world where there's this rare thing that is so effing good. Another thing he ate was camel in this. He ate camel. Yeah. The hump? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he ate the hump. (laughs) And he, they were like, uh, the camel is still
5: cooking, so... It's the juiciest parts it's part where the water's stored, is what I know. The
4: guys are like, it's a tradition, we go to the bathhouse. He goes, bathhouse? I don't need a bath. And they go, no, you do, Gordon, we all take baths. And he's like, okay. <laughs> so they go to the bathhouse, and he's like, where's the bloody pool? Where's the water? He's like, oh, no, no, not that type of bathhouse. It's like steam, steam bath. And he goes, oh, oh, okay. So he's like, Gordon's like in his speedo. And these guys come in. He's like, oh, what, what's these guys? And he goes, they clean you. Clean you off. Let them clean you. And he's like, okay. So it's like these older guys. They start rubbing all over. It kind of reminded me of when Conan went to that Korean place. Yeah. He had these guys rubbing all over him and Yon. scrubbing him. And he's like, bloody hell, this hurts. And he's like, you lay down on the floor. And he's like, he's laying on the floor. This looks so uncomfortable. He's got these guys like holding his legs and scrubbing his feet and stuff. And, you know, Gordon just keeps going like, bloody hell. <laughs>
5: got the pumice stones
4: yeah and i was like i don't think i would Taking want to take off do this five ever.
5: layers of skin
4: <laughs> yeah now steven uh, we have two more shows to talk about then we're going to take a break first okay. is below deck and the reason i <laughs> want to talk about this is there's nothing better than drunk billionaires fighting am i right right there's a guy on another boat who's uh, i think he says he's from norway or something and he's a little, I don't know if he's jealous or whatever. And he's like, oh, you know, oh, is that, that your yacht or whatever? Is that yours? And uh, they're like, yeah, it's ours. But they really just chartered it. They don't own it. And this is still um, the baseball player, who I'm blanking on his name. Uh, him and all of his friends are there. And they drink way too much. They do, On these charters, the people just drink all day long. So when it becomes evening, they're sloshed. They're, and so this guy was like, I want to board. I want to board or whatever. And they're like, hey, can that guy come over? And they're like, oh, okay. And he comes over and he's just drunk. And he's like, where are you guys from? And they're like, we're Americans. And he goes, you know what the problem with America is? <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, there's a new uh, girl who works on the boat. Her name is June. And she's not getting along with Hannah. And there's this funny conversation where she's kind of moping outside and uh, this one guy comes up. goes like, hey, are you doing okay? And she doesn't want to play that game. I'm like, oh, do you feel sorry for me? I'm a girl. You're going to come help me? And she goes like, Shh, like that. And he goes, what's that? And she goes, it's an invisible curtain. You can't see me anymore. And he goes, uh, I can see you. <laughs> you know, she's just like, this conversation's <laughs> over or whatever. But I love it. She goes Shh, like that. So that's, uh, Done. Let's, let's check this out okay. Fine.
6: That does not sound very upbeat. Uh, you being too hard on me. Why is that?
2: It's just the vibe. Like, I'm not enjoying this at
6: all. What you need to do yeah. is just go to sleep and reset and wake up in your happiest mood. Very great advice. Do you know what I mean?
4: Yeah. Just no, Thanks <laughs> yeah. for your concern.
6: Cool. I'll chat Okay.
4: <laughs> so. Saying oh. this I can handle
6: myself. I'm just concerned about you. That's all.
4: Don't be concerned and don't go ahead and try to what? fix it. I'm not trying. What is there to fix? You'll find something and you're not going to fix. <laughs> what do you mean? Are you okay? It's my invisible
2: curtain. This conversation is done. <laughs> <laughs> what is going? Here?
1: Visible? Uh, can we talk now? I can still see you. Are you ready to come up?
7: <laughs> see you later. Go
2: away. <laughs> Being the new girl, you don't know who to trust. So I'm nervous that I gave him a little too much information. You ain't Captain Sabahoe, you know?
6: (laughs) No randoms on the boat. Oh. Hell yeah! We have to check. The gentleman next door is saying that he wants to come on our boat.
2: Correct, yes! I wonder if he remembers me. I worked for... In my very, very first season. Didn't particularly want to see him when I was working for him, so I certainly don't want to see him now. How are I am Norway. Okay. I'll never forget his son came I'm on big... who was four years old and I I'm said You
5: can't wear
0: your shoes oh, on deck, you know
2: that. And he goes, They're not shoes, they're tods. I'm like, this little <laughs> f***ing prick. Where are you all guys from?
4: Um, America, America.
2: America.
3: You know what the problem is today? America's putting up. What is the f- is going on? We love you. What the f- are you doing? Flying your own. Oh,
2: Colin, do you want me to wake up Shawal?
4: The guy's like bumping into
2: stuff. obviously. Shawal, Hannah. Uh, good. Yeah, can you come up, please? There's a guy on the boat. Back He was just shaking my hand. Yeah, I know. We're actually we're closing up. We're closing up. Press Sorel. Press now. Someone invited him on. Just maybe go out and be like, Hey, what's up? Get the off. In a nice way.
0: Guys we're,
6: lying, guys. Okay. guys, we're s***ing you, guys.
2: Guys,
6: we're riding you. Okay, I'm going to quickly make this professional.
2: What's that boat worth? Let's go over yeah, and see his go. boat. Hey, go check out his boat and then come hey, back. Come along and hey, no.
7: nope. Is that a super yacht or is that like a petite yacht? Hey, hey concept,
0: listen, listen. I'm the person that's intense? in charge yes, that's
2: and I say no. I'll, I'll, you are I'll, a lady. I, I respect shit. that. I'm deal. not really a lady. I'm not. I'm confused. Right. Don't get confused. I'm not a lady. He's not.
7: Tomorrow
2: going anywhere. I'm not messing
7: with her. Okay. so may I,
2: may I should just listen? Womp, 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 not I, happening.
6: May hey, I hey, stop? Sorry. Oh, sorry, what did I he say? say? He's not going. You're done. I'm gonna have to ask if I I go some, you. May I please escort you to your boat?
0: We're not arrested.
1: Please
6: take a look out of it. The second a man is physical with a woman. That's it for me.
1: Hey, I'm you sinking your boat tomorrow. Ass month. Fine, stop it. You want me to come out of a drink? Do, Do you, you want, want me to come the off the boat right now piece, because I will.
2: I f***ing rule this boat and you don't with me,
6: okay? I f***ing make
2: this happen and you don't can okay. touch me. Can we
5: please oh just, like, chill?
2: Right. These people need to understand that this is not Disneyland. This is Saint-Tropez, and we don't act like that here.
1: Drunk billionaires, you know, people who are fighting each other. It's something that I really didn't sign up for.
4: Yeah, so what do you do when a bunch of billionaires are acting like drunk assholes? <laughs> it's
5: so funny and
4: sad. And they don't seem, the next day, they're not embarrassed by their behavior at all. So why would you be, right?
5: We were drunk. You weren't in control. Yeah. I hate to
2: say it. It was kind of cool. <laughs> you know, I mean, what?
4: Yeah, I know. You know, uh, you know, he kind of reminds me of that one guy from uh, the stoner guy from uh,
5: RoboCop. It's a free society.
4: Remember this guy? Yeah.
5: Law <laughs> of <Love> the jungle.
4: Law <laughs> <laughs> of the jungle. All right, Stephen. BH nine oh two that's the name of the show. It's not Beverly Hills and nine oh two it's called BH nine oh two I watched the first episode.
5: I will watch it tomorrow.
4: Okay. Am I
5: allowed to spoil anything for sure. you? Sure. That's I mean it's come on, it's nine oh two
4: I said this is bizarre at least three times out loud while I was watching it.
5: I've already heard I've read a little bit about it, so
4: do you know that they're not their characters from the show in it?
5: Yes. They play ref-
4: themselves, but it's a fictionalized version of themselves. So Tori Spelling isn't regular Tori Spelling. She's married to an actor, Ivan Sergey, who's not her husband in real life, but he is on the show. But she kind of play like, she had some reality shows with her real husband where they had like five kids. So when it shows her at home, I don't know how many kids she has, but it looked like she has like 10. And they have this reality show where they're filming and they're like, uh, the network just said we're canceled. You've said everything you had to say about your family or whatever. And she's like, what am I going to do now? Because she's broke. She doesn't have any money. So she's trying to think of how to uh, uh, earn some money. And everyone's like, wasn't your dad rich? She goes, it's a long story. And so they're all supposed to, the cast is supposed to meet up at like this reunion convention kind of thing that I've never seen really exists at all. And... Uh, I've never seen anything like this, except at a comic book convention or something. But this mm-hmm. is like a nine hundred two and zero type of thing,
5: right? So they're 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 not Brandon Walsh. He's actually Jason Priestley. Jason Priestley is
4: himself, but he's not really himself. He's married Understood. to someone that's not his wife, and he's like a director. And it's funny because Gabrielle Carter is in re- real life as president of the Actors Guild. Right. So he gets pissed at this young, shitty actor, and he punches him in the face. And then they show Gabrielle Carter. She gets a call, and she goes, he did what? <laughs> and so she has to, like, confront him about the guy he punched. Uh, Ian Zeering, he has this very young wife who's into fitness and stuff, and he wants to sell, like, her books on exercise okay. and stuff. So he's really pushing for her career. Uh, Jenny Garth, she mostly, uh, I think she's gone through another divorce. And she kind of is, uh, she kind of doesn't like the whole nine hundred two and 90210 thing. She kind of resents it. And she doesn't like when people call her Kelly or whatever. Like, I'm Jenny. And uh, Brian Austin Green, he's dating, uh, or he's dating. He's married to a famous singer, like a Rihanna or something. And he has three daughters, and he's like a house husband. And so he's really kind of feels like his career's over and he's not going anywhere. He's just a dad and he's fine with that, but people only ask him about his wife ever, even at this 902 and 0 thing. They're like, "Hey, um wait, when's your wife's new album coming out?" And he goes, "Uh, you'd have to ask her. I don't know. But I am her biggest fan." And they're like, "Uh." And there's even a moment where uh, one of them says, "Oh, look at us. The gang's all back together." And Jason Priestley's like, Not all of us. And they all kind of like look at each other and they're like, Uh and they're thinking about Luke. And, uh, (laughs) there's this goofy part when they're up on stage and, uh, they're like, guys, when's the last time you've seen Shannon Doherty? And they all kind of like roll their eyes and they're like, It's been years. And they're like, guess what? She's Skype calling us right now. And she comes up on a screen. She's like, hi, everybody. And you see him like going, oh, God, please. And she's like, I wanted to make you guys uh, aware of my special charity where we save Bengal tigers. And she holds up a little like uh, cub. And they're like, oh. And she goes, well, if you go to this website, you could donate money and everything. And they're just all like, oh, please. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but they, are, they actually show a little subplot there. They don't show us much where it looks like she's getting out of town, like she's packing her stuff real quickly. Like, I don't know if she's a con artist or something or what, but they all have these weird fictional side stories going on, which is hilarious. And the whole thing... Here's a clip. Let me play the clip uh, real quick before I forget. This is where... Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling show up to the convention and the guy at the counter doesn't even know who they are. He has no idea what 90210
0: is. $40 a t-shirt
3: and we don't see a dime. No wonder I can't pay my rent. (sighs) Well, we made it. (laughs) May I help you? Yep. Uh, We're checking in for the reunion panel. Name? Jenny. Garth. Jenny Garth I'm, I, I'm uh, on the show that's having the big reunion party Kelly Taylor
0: so is the reservation under Garth or, or Taylor right.
3: my name is Jenny Garth I play Kelly Taylor
4: on the show oh that's you Yeah. oh you look so much older than her Um, if I could just see <laughs> some ID, I could figure out which name the reservation is under it's a cardboard cut out you yeah. look so much older than her
3: wants to see my ID. Yeah, here's her ID, right here. Sorry. She has a little blood sugar. Okay. Come here. Can I talk to you for a second? I'm going to destroy this place on TripAdvisor. Okay. I get that you're edgy. I feel edgy too. In fact, I didn't think I was going to be this nervous. I am so
5: nervous. I haven't seen Brian in almost 20 years. I'm kind of freaking out a little bit. Okay.
3: He's married. You're married. You guys both have kids. And I understand that, but we still have a history. I lost my virginity to and- him on the show. Life imitates art, remember? Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, just breathe. <laughs> I feel like I'm sweating so bad. Do I
2: smell? Oh, no. God, I stink. I didn't want to say anything. Okay, I got to go to the room.
5: I'm going to freshen up and... Nope, he's right there. Oh,
0: my God. i the I'm going to out. Oh,
3: there's Jesus. Oh, God, I oh, have... Oh, 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 Oops.
1: Yeah! Okay,
2: Well, this is weird. Oh, come on, we're all thinking it. I like that the anniversary brought us together. I can't believe that we are all here. I wish that were true. Well, it's so great to see all you guys. Come here, you. It
4: really is. It was really strange, but at the same time, I didn't hate it. What's funny is it begins... As it begins, it's at the Peach Pit, and they are all their characters. Like, There's kind of like exposition like, Kelly, I can't believe you bought the Peach Pit. She's like, yeah, well, thanks for helping me run it, Brandon. And He's like, yeah, well, I need to show you the ropes. And he's waiting tables. And it's kind of like, well, that's some weird exposition. Like, they've established in the first minute that she now owns the Peach Pit. And then Donna and uh, David show up, and they're talking about when they he puts on some color me bad on the jukebox and she goes, I remember this song. And he's like, remember when we used to make out to this song? And she's like going David. And I was like, this is so goofy." And then like, uh, all of a sudden the doors open and Shannon Doherty comes in and she goes, And uh, she goes, Brenda, she's supposed to be in London. And she like screams and she like sits up on bed. She goes, oh my God. Oh my God, I (laughs) thought that was real. And so they're kind of like playing with stuff and they're being very silly at the same time. Like Tori Spelling is really making fun of her life. There's at one point where even Jenny Garth says, uh, you know, they're like, Tori, why do you, how come you can't take care of yourself? She's, and Jenny Garth's like, she was she grew up with a silver spoon in her mouth. She was filthy rich. She doesn't know how to do anything. And she just kind of like makes her feel bad. And she's like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. And she's just kind of like, well, it is true. <laughs> like she doesn't know how to do anything because she's used to being rich. And now she's poor apparently. So basically it comes down to when they come home from the trip, uh, Tori Spelling's kids are watching 902 and on TV. And she's like, why are they watching this and he's like they wanted to see their mom so uh you guys were in the news and the reason they're in the news is because donna sees a purse i mean a purse <laughs> she sees her dress her red prom dress from the episode of 902 and 0 yeah. and she sees it's like worth all this money and she goes that can't be worthless money this is mine this is my property you guys can't have this who who owns this this is mine and they're like They're like, Tori, come on, we got to go. And she takes the thing. She smashes the glass and she grabs the dress and they all run out and security's chasing them. So they fly home on, uh, Brian Austin, green's wife's Learjet. And when they land, the police are waiting for them, and they arrest them. And so they show like headlines, like cast of 90210 arrested for theft. And it's all over like TMZ and stuff. And, uh, when she gets home, uh, her husband is like, "The kids saw you on the news. They want to know what this nine hundred two and oh thing was." Mm-hmm. So she's watching. They're watching the episode, and she's like, "Oh my god, that's it! We need to bring it back." And uh, Jenny Garth's like, "Are you kidding me?" She goes, "No, this is our. This is what we need to do." And that's like the end. But right. At, the TV shows, it It uh, shows Luke Perry, he drives up, you know, Dylan drives up, and it freeze frames on his face, and it says, in loving memory, or mm-hmm. whatever. So, it's did, interesting. Did you tear up with that? I did a little, I was like, aww, <laughs> Luke. So, Stephen, are you ready to see that? Yes. I wonder what that one guy thought of the BH90210 premiere. I hate
2: to say it, it was kind
4: of cool. <laughs> you
2: know, I
4: mean, what? I like how he's like, there's no way to like, sound like a beer can getting flat. It just <laughs> was crunch. It was, and he just has like this cadence, but he never <clears throat> stops talking where he makes a clean drop uh, that I can make. Well, Stephen, uh, before we go on break, I wanted to say this. My wife and I are loving four weddings and a funeral Hulu's new c- series and a special plug for my wife. She loves a series called dairy girls on Netflix and season two just came out on Netflix. I watched it with her. It's a hilarious show. It takes place in Ireland. Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland in the 80s. 90s. In the 90s. And it's a hilarious show. You need to check it out. And it's very sweet and poignant. Each, each season is six episodes. You can blow through two seasons just like that. And it's really funny. It's
0: the
4: best. All right, guys. We're going to take a break. And we'll be right my invisible curtain this conversation is done
1: smurfs will return after these messages
2: if you own ColecoVision, you already own a powerful state-of-the-art computer that gives you the arcade experience with the newest arcade games like Donkey Kong Jr., Looping, Pepper 2, Time Pilot, Mr. Do, Space Fury, Line, arcade controls like Turbo, the Roller Controller, and new Super Action Sports. And soon you'll plug in Atom, the revolutionary ColecoVision family computer module with new Super Games keyboard and
1: printer. ColecoVision, the only system you'll ever need. Delicious, that juicy flavor going for the
0: ultimate in flavor for delicious bubble blowing <coughs> the ultimate bubble has
2: the ultimate flavor orange ripe right. raspberry watermelon wild strawberry baby cinnamon Marbalicious has the ultimate flavor
1: it's got the taste
2: My husband is about to eat a new candy. New super fruity bonkers. My son thought bonkers was gum. He knows
0: it's candy now.
2: Chewy fruity candy with this extra fruity inside. So super fruity when you eat bonkers fruit candy. Bonkers. Bonks you out. Some candy.
0: Here's a kid, Alvin,
1: Simon, and Theatre the collection, each in really cute outfits. You can collect them one at a time or in sets. I'm potentially ball with Simon. But you know what's best about them? They're funny little faces. The chipmunk collectibles. Alvin, Simon, and Theodore. Sold separately or in sets for three. New from ideal. Oh, those
2: little Keebler elves make uncommonly good cookies. Next. They do it magically in the hollow tree. To make these Keebler swirly-cues takes ingenuity. Swirl in the chocolate. The elves swirl a river of real chocolate through delicious shortbread cookies. So there's a taste of chocolate in every bite of swirly-cues. <laughs> Next. In the Keebler hollow tree. Where we make crackers and cookies uncommonly good. Barbie Motorbike You put it together. Great shape Barbie doll, sold separately. where to,
1: Barbie? She's gonna cruise the avenue on her beautiful new motorbike. Wow! Rev it up. Sounds great. It's got all the right stuff. Even a safety helmet and backpack. Barbie, you'll be sensational on your motorbike cruising down the avenue. (laughs) The Barbie Motorbike comes with a safety helmet and backpack and everything you see here. Barbie sold separately. New from Mattel. Hershey 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 It's a fun one Hershey 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 Ooh we Chocolate fun Pure milk Chocolate Delicious Delicious. That's ooh Oh if you don't believe me I'll prove it to you When you take a bite Take a bite Oh you'll say I'm right Hershey 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 It's a fun one Hershey Hershey Hershey
0: Ooh we Chocolate fun <sinful devourdSub> <exas> I, see. I see. It tastes so wonderfully. And all that vitamin C. That's why you love <Actérieur> high
3: C. <şey>. <pueda museums> Introducing High C Beach and Jerry in the drink box. They're so cool and so delicious. <Hunt> That's
0: why you love high C. High C.
2: You can imagine they're from another world. Mighty robots disguised
3: as mighty vehicles. You can pretend only you and the friendly gobots can save the earth from the enemy gobots.
2: You're trapped, Turbo. Leader one
0: to the rescue.
3: They hide among us as earthly vehicles, but you can change them into robots, each sold separately.
0: Take this, Psycho! Now trapped?
3: <laughs> gobots. Leader one, Turbo, and Psycho, each sold separately. New from Tonka.
2: Sometimes a man just needs to be alone with his fruit chewy Newtons cookies Jimmy New Apple Newtons with fruit chewy chunks of real apple Hey Jimbo, where are you? <laughs> and Fig Newtons too I know you're here somewhere and I know you've got those fruit chewy Newtons Fig Newtons and new Apple Newtons for fruit chewy fun Let you ride my bike this go!
0: Hi, I'm Sarah Purcell, and I'll be right back with One to Grow On.
2: She's a honeycomb kid.
0: It's no fun getting up with the sun, but next week is it, the big hurdle race. And I want to win. Working to win means eating right, too, like honeycomb cereal as part of a good breakfast honeycomb's real big and crunchy. It really helps me recharge.
2: That's a honeycomb, kid. Honeycomb, the big bite gets you going right.
1: Clay, you can't stay in there forever. Come on out. Go away, Ellen. I'm sorry that David died, but does that mean you
0: died too? Can't you understand? David was my best friend. Now leave me alone. <laughs> Oh, I know. It's never easy when someone you really care about dies. I know what makes you sad, but you have to go on living. Your friend wouldn't want you to spend your whole life feeling the way you feel now. And remember, even though your friend's gone, he can keep living in those good memories you have in your heart.
2: Ray, come on out. Ellen, I know you're trying to help, but you want to come to the park with me? I'll show you where David and I built a secret fort a few years ago. Yeah.
0: <sighs>
1: Clay. What? It's nice having a brother again.
2: And that's one to grow on. Rebo's got the beat, and the band plays on.
3: You
6: can relive it all with Kenner's Star Wars Return of the Jedi Collection. Introducing Size Noodles and the Rebo Band. Job of the Hut Action Playset sold separately.
0: Play it again. Size. Storing Size
1: Noodles. Troopy McCool on clarinet, Max Rebo on organ. Ribbit, Rebo. <laughs> Dance, Troopy. It's your last solo
6: Snoodles. Whoa, <laughs> ho! New Size Noodles and the Rebo Band. Job of the hot Action Playset sold separately from Kenner's Star Wars Return of the Jedi Collection.
2: Here are a few words about Levi's Jeans and Cords.
1: Go straight. Go straight. Okay. Go down. Go down. Say what? Go down. Get down. Go oh, down. Oh, go down. I got it. I got it. I... You get it.
2: presents Mr. O and his lunchtime show. Today, Professor Popple has cooked up some nutritious dishes. Protein
1: is important to children. So, ta protein power punch. And for iron, uh, my steam iron stew. <laughs> well, what do kids like at noon? Eat round spaghetti you can eat with a spoon. Uh-oh, Uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. And SpaghettiOs
2: with meatballs are more than just delicious. They're nutritious. oh SpaghettiOs. Alfie, the bees are missing from
6: Alphabet Nancy McEvil again
1: Get him, Alfie <laughs>
6: Post-Alphabet Cereal Part of this nutritious breakfast It's doggone good
1: Who's that turning on your wheel? Who's that riding at your heels? Who's got lots of fun feel? It's Alfie Bike Reflector Bike Reflector and Fun Club games Alfie. In each specially marked box of Post-Alphabet
0: Cereal
2: Welcome, freshmen, to Montclair High School. This year, this class is special, because this year, this class is challenged. Oh, great.
0: I call it so big, are you gonna be late? Why does everyone look older than you? Do you have a pass? Oh, I'm looking for my homeroom. I need your pass. I'm new here. I need your pass. Well, can't you go in the
2: Welcome to Astronomy 2. Whoops.
0: By the end of the day, you're finding your place. Learning the ropes, learning the pace. Time to get away to our place. For the good time, great days. 50 pages tonight? Oh, great. The good time, great days.
2: Tomorrow be better.
1: We now
0: return to the have
1: me so far. Gonna have some so so
0: going
1: have me? You. So have have so you oh have Wah wah, 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 I hope you had a hell of
4: a piss, Arnold. What? <laughs> Indeed, we did. Hi, guys. We're back. She can't get to school now. Oh, dear. <laughs> well, guys, we're back, and it's time to do some News. <laughs>
2: You know, destruction. Yeah, you know, that's why we go to demolition derbies, but hey.
4: Yeah, that's right. Now, Stephen, Will Ferrell, Ferrell appeared as Ron Burgundy last night on six late night shows. But
5: why? I saw and I turned a channel.
4: <laughs> <laughs> CBS is Stephen Colbert and James Corden. NBC's Jimmy Fallon and Seth Meyers. ABC's Jimmy Kimmel and TBS's Conan O'Brien. We're all set to welcome a special surprise guest on the respective Thursday Night Broadcast, and that guest was none other than Ron Burgundy. In a series of previously recorded segments, Will Ferrell appeared in character as his Anchorman alter ego. Wait, 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 they were pre-recorded? I didn't realize that. It would have been better if he showed up as the show was going on, you know. Now it's not as spectacular anymore, is it? No. each (laughs) appearance consisted of a completely original stand-up comedy routine followed in some cases by a sit-down interview in fact O'Brien and Colbert had no other guests Farrell remained in character throughout and on a single host referred to him by his actual name which is Will Farrell in case you weren't keeping track Burgundy first showed up on Conan which airs at 11 p.m. no it airs 10 here oh that's a typo they got it wrong Mm Steven there aren't time zones are there the following half-hour the following half-hour yeah, he appeared simultaneously time, yes. on <laughs> the late show jimmy kimmel live and tonight show colbert and kimmel welcome burgundy for his exclusive stand-up comedy debut while fallon sat down with burgundy as part of an extended dream sequence i bet that, that was funny so why the late night stunt Farrell, for, for will Farrell? was making the rounds to promote season two of the Ron Burgundy podcast. When asked what listeners could expect, Burgundy told Kimmel, we're releasing a lot of the podcast in Braille. Now, Stephen, is that a funny answer?
5: No. (laughs) Really? It's not that bad.
4: Okay, well, that was an interesting stunt he pulled. I had no idea he had a podcast. Did you?
5: Yes, I did know the Ron Burgundy Br- oh. podcast existed.
4: You have to really, you <clears have throat> a Everyone has a podcast now. I wonder if that one guy has listened to it.
2: I hate to say it. It was kind of cool. Uh, you know,
4: I her. mean, what? All right, Stephen. Paramount is prepping another G.I. Joe spinoff. Nice. How awesome is that? Who wants the body massage? Paramount Pictures is an early development on another G.I. Joe spin-off with Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles scribes Josh Applebaum and uh, else. Andre Nimick. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Yes, I'm pretty excited, Stephen. Um, so it says Paramount has another G.I. Joe picture on Slate. <laughs> Snake Eyes, based on the Hasbro toy, is the Silent Masked Ninja Commando, who is part of the original members of the G.I. Joe team. The character was featured in G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra, and G.I. Joe Retaliation, played by Ray Park, who also was. The release date for this film was Darth... recently moved. Huh? Darth Maul? Yes, that's right, Steve. Okay. Uh, I was just waiting for you to say that. <laughs>
5: As long as Darth Maul is
4: around. <laughs> the previous two G.I. Joe films grossed $670 million. That's a lot of money. Okay. That's your story, Stephen. Did you like that?
5: Yes, Okay, I here's did. another enjoyed one. I enjoyed it very much.
4: It's uh, pretty excited. I mean, I will say this. We both saw the G.I. Joe, the second one with The Rock. Remember seeing that in yes. the theater with me? Pork mm-hmm. chop sandwiches! That was pretty good. And then we had pork chop That's sandwiches. It's going to be the
5: G.I. Joe cooking show. <laughs>
4: Treadstone teaser USA Network series is set in the Jason Bourne sleek spy mythology. It's a TV show in the Jason Bourne universe, Stephen. Okay. Pretty exciting, huh? USA Network just released a teaser trailer for Treadstone, the espionage thriller that premieres in October with a tale that is set within the sleek and brutal world of super spy Jason Bourne. I already said that, but I didn't say it as good as that. Uh, the title is a reference to Operation Treadstone, the mysterious CIA black ops program that author Robert Ludlum invented for his 1980s classic, <laughs> I had pizza before the show, 1980 classic, The Born Identity, which also introduced the amnesiac spy known as Jason Borney. Am I pronouncing that right?
5: Yes, you are.
4: The Ludlum bookshelf series was adapted to the big screen in the high intensity universal picture film. I like how these stories kinda tell if somebody's like lived on a deserted island and they've been rescued and now they're reading the story because they have no idea what the Jason Oh,
5: there's a movie or two, maybe three. (laughs) The
4: film series has included five films four of them starring matt damon matt damon known as goodwill hunting if you haven't seen that film it also starts (laughs) it's like god it just goes on and on the synopsis for treadstone from the network here's his imdb movie (laughs) list read this first and then get back to my story the series explores the origin story and wait and present-day actions of the infamous covert program that uses behavior modification protocol to turn recruits into nearly superhuman assassins. That is awesome! (laughs) That sounds so cool, man.
7: An alien assassin.
4: No, not an alien assassin. The first season of Treadstone follows sleeper agents across the globe as they're mysteriously awakened to resume their deadly missions. Oh, or is it to re- resume their deadly missions?
5: Yeah, they have to give their resume so they know that they're oh. good at killing.
4: The TV s- series stars Jeremy Irvine. Oh, him? Tracy, I feature. Okay. Omar Metwally. Oh, yeah, that guy. Brian J. Smith. That dude owes me money. Hayao Juhan. Gabrielle Sharnitsky. Amelia Shule, and Michelle Forbes. I've heard of Michelle Forbes. (laughs) Treadstone is produced by UCP and developed by Tim Kring. Oh, wait. Hold on. Time out. Tim Kring. Are you effing essing me? Wait. Time out. That's the guy who did Heroes, Steven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Let's check out this trailer.
2: Tell me about Treadstone.
4: Treadstone, what is that?
2: The ultimate weapon. They don't even know they've got these skills.
4: Oh my God. Your cadre of sleeper
0: agents deployed under normal circumstances she say cadre? No That's a good word. their
2: training. This fall, these people are still out there asleep, and someone's waking them up.
4: Huh? Please don't make me do this. So there's sleeper agents that have been asleep, and now they're awoken. Brought to you by the creator of heroes. Oh my god! A lot of punching and kicking, and running and jumping on rooftops. Used to first,
3: and I finally know who I am. Treadstone.
4: Uh, I'll well, watch the first state. episode. Okay, not bad, right? Looks pretty good. All right, Stephen, last story. Disney's recent Fox announcements may have killed projects like Ben Affleck's McDonald's scandal film. Now, when I saw this, I got pretty upset. Do you remember me telling you about this yes. story? Where yes. the guy who did the McDonald's Monopoly, he ran security for it. He actually rigged it where he chose the winners and they would give him some of the money. He would choose the winners. And then it got so like convoluted, it was hard for him to do. He recruited a guy in the mob who had his mob family winning the prizes. And it, uh, he was, like, investigated by the FBI for years. They had him on uh, wiretap, hearing all of this information. And they had this huge case till they finally busted him. And there was this bidding war between all the studios trying to get the rights to this. And I heard that uh, um, Martin Scorsese, he wanted the rights. He wanted to do it. It's it's 80s film. You know, it's McDonald's, and it's involves a mom. I was sirs. thinking, how great would this be if Scorsese directed this? Yeah. But uh, Ben Affleck and uh, that one guy—he was in that other story. He was in *Goodwill Hunting*. Matt oh, Damon. Oh, Matt Damon. Have you ever heard yeah. of
5: him? I think they are kind of know each other a little.
4: Yeah, yeah. They optioned it. They got the script. They wanted out. But now that Fo- uh, Disney has acquired Fox. It looks like they're going to kill the project. During a recent earnings call, Bob Iger lamented <coughs> about the recent performance of the studio's newest purchase, Fox, after the terrible, terrible box office performance of Dark Phoenix, as well as other recent Fox releases, the subsidiary ended up losing $170 million in the latest quarter, leading Disney to reevaluate the future of the label. What that means is that moving forward, Disney isn't going to allow Fox just to create the same number of films that it usually does, leaving many of the projects that were seemingly in development now suddenly without the support of the studio. And someone over on Reddit decided to compile a list of the 300 films that are currently in some sort of development under the Fox brand and highlight which interesting films are likely going to find themselves on the chopping block. Of course, just because it appears that Disney is putting the kibosh on a majority of Fox projects, the label will still release Ford vs. Ferrari, Judy, Terminator Dark Fate, and James Gray's Ad Astra this year, as they were well into post-production when the deal was finalized earlier this year. It just sounds like Disney isn't going to finance the bulk of what was on the development slate in the years to come. That being said, of the Fox films in development, here are some of the ones that seem to be guaranteed. All of the Avatar sequels. There's no way Disney isn't producing these films, as the first film was the biggest film of all time for almost a decade. Bob's Burgers, the movie. Films just got an official release date. Death on the Nile, Kenneth Branagh's sequel to his Agatha Christie adaptation of Murder on the Orient Express. I never saw that, by the way me neither free guy starring ryan reynolds action video game film this was announced as moving forward when the disney fox deal was finalized upcoming kingsman films the Kingsman had as a trailer and kingsman 3 has a release date and a director new mutants production is done but the film has been delayed for years at this point leading us to wonder if this one might just be quietly killed off or dumped on hulu Planet of the Apes sequel just announced sequel that will be a continuation of the recent sci-fi trilogy what they ended West Side Story production is currently underway on Steven Spielberg's upcoming musical woman on the wind in the window woman in the window though delayed Amy Adams film is already in post-production with reshoots pending huh well, actually, I know a guy who read the script to that, Stephen.
2: I hate to say it. It was kind of cool. <laughs> you know? I mean,
4: what? Uh-huh. We'll never know what else he had to say. You yeah, know. So that McDonald's story, it has to be a movie, Stephen. <laughs> they got to make it. Or they're fools. Bureaucratic fools. They don't know what they have there.
5: Could have had Scorsese. I
4: know. Well, I always thought Ben Affleck and Matt Damon should have hired... Martin Scorsese, but maybe he wants to have You know, they all have their own producing partners They don't want to kind of like
5: Yeah, intermingle
4: Yeah, well Steven, what do you say we do some DVDs? Are you ready to sing DVDs? I'm ready
3: We're going to butcher you How about that?
4: Oh, Oh, don't butcher me (laughs) Jesus, alright, here we go Let's do some DVDs,
1: let's do some DVDs, let's do some DVDs! DVDs,
0: DVDs! DVDs, HD, movies, still under
4: rendition! DVDs! Oh, hell yizzle, the DVDizzle. Good. Let me just have a little sip here, Steven.
2: Why can't I have a little drink to unwind myself?
4: That's right. You just can. A sip a Diet Coke. Come on, man. It's Friday. If it relaxes you. Just wet my whistle there, you know what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> um, I don't this is like some art house film, Steven, but uh August thirteenth, twenty nineteen, Tuesday, Avengers Endgame hits the Blu ray stratosphere. Have you ever heard of that? No. Yeah, the most it's the most recent entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Still not ringing a bell?
5: Marvel sounds familiar.
4: It wasn't just another What's box the office movie? hit. <laughs> it is now the highest-grossing film in history, breaking a nearly 10-year-old record set by Avatar. A direct sequel to last year's Avengers Infinity War that closes out Phase 3 of the MCU, Endgame returns the Russo brothers as directors and virtually the entire cast of the prior film, joined by several returning Marvel stars who did not appear in Infinity War. The latter group includes Frank Grigio, I think it's Frank Grillo, Crossbones and Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie, plus Jeremy Renner, whose Clint Barton adopts a new superhero identity, Ronin. Which, what a weird thing to just tag on there. <coughs> me, 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 me. Jessica says, I'm so glad the DVD song is back. Well, thank you, Jessica. It's great to see Steven in action again. Good job, Steven. (laughs) The next film is called Shadow. It's a return to form from Chinese director Zhang Yimou. After the disappointment of his English language debut, The Great Wall, in fact, he's made a... a, Oh, shit. A wusha. Wu Wuxia. Wuxia film, based on the Chinese legend of the Three Kingdoms, to rival the heights of his earlier releases, House of Flying Daggers and Hero, thanks to some remarkable imagery and memorable fight sequences, including one featuring umbrellas made of razor-sharp daggers. Sweet! I've actually seen House of Flying Daggers. It has the most ridiculous, uh... What is that called? It's like the weird bean drum scene. They're throwing drums in, uh... I don't
5: Uh, don't think I've seen this one.
4: The House of Flying Daggers is insane. I used it in an intro a long time ago. It's pretty good. All right. The next film is called All is True. That's coming to Blu ray by Kenneth Branagh. Just waiting for this to load here. Okay. The year is 1613. Shakespeare is a is acknowledged as the greatest writer of the age but disaster strikes when his renowned globe theater burns to the ground and devastated shakespeare returns to stratford where he must face a troubled past and a neglected family haunted by the death of his only son hamnet he struggles to mend the broken relationships with his wife and daughters in doing so he is ruthlessly forced to examine his own failings as a husband and father his very personal search for the truth uncovers secrets and lies within the family at war. <laughs> I know man, this sounds like a funny movie <laughs> uh starring a bunch of people. What do you think, Steven? you gonna pick that one up?
5: No sir. <laughs> no
4: sir. <laughs> All right, let's see. The next film is called Enemy Within. I hate to say it, it was kind of cool. You know, I mean, what... I believe you. When a Japanese pilot crash-lands on the tiny, remote Hawaiian island of Niihau, he is met with a courtesy and traditional Hawaiian hospitality from the locals until they discover he was part of the recent attack on Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. My God. Directed by Gabriel Robertson. Starring Balula Koali, Chika Kanamoto, Joseph... Nahafahu, Kanahu Goo, Maria Walker, Matt Reedy, Melissa Paolo, Rila Fukushima, Shogun, Takashi Yamaguchi, Takuma Anzi, and Michelle Forbes. Awesome. (laughs) My God. (laughs) I just do what I can. I do my best, you know. Everybody's judging me, man. You know, destruction. Yeah, you know,
2: that's why we go to demolition derbies, but hey. Yeah,
4: yeah, I know, but hey, Stephen. The next film is called Finding Steve McQueen. When an unlikely gang of thieves attempt to steal a $30 million dollar in illegal campaign contributions from President Richard Nixon's secret fund, the plan quickly goes sideways, prompting the biggest manhunt in FBI history directed by mark Steven johnson starring forrest whitaker jake weary john finn john uh, lily rob Louis, uh, it starts forrest whitaker steven how cool is that you want to see that i hate
2: to say it it was kind of oh, cool, cool. Forest whitaker you know i mean what he's pretty good
5: actor
0: <laughs>
4: i know love forrest whitaker so he stars in that nobody else does because I can't pronounce their names, so we're going to move on. Now, let's go on to the next film. Guy, what you know, doesn't like, you know. Yeah, I know. What? (laughs) (laughs) The next film is called Lying and Stealing. It's directed by Matt Asselton. Okay. This film came out in, I guess as a recent release, 2019. Ivan is a gifted and discerning art thief who wants out. Elise is an aspiring actress whose own past transgressions in Hollywood haunt her. Why am I talking in this accent, Stephen? I don't know. As well as A Mountain of Death. These two outsiders are drawn to each other, starring Eris Alvarado, Davy Blue, Emily Ratajkowski, Fernanda. Uh, Okay, it's just starring people. Theo James is in it. All right, I can say your name, buddy. Awesome. Have you heard of any of these films, Stephen? No.
5: <laughs> are you sure these are real movies?
4: Stephen, uh Avengers Endgame. Remember that one? That one's out.
5: I think I saw that once.
4: Oh, check this out. I can't believe this show's been on this long. Our next film is... Sound
2: sounded like a beer can getting flattened. It just was crunch. It was.
4: Yeah, that's right. It's uh, The Blacklist Season 6. Liz seeks the truth about Red after learning he isn't who he said he was. Even as he, she and the FBI track down more criminals who said he was something else, and with his help in the sixth season of the drama, they find out he's not who he said he was mm. in recent seasons, but he is the other
5: person. Ah, oh. that is the most convoluted. <laughs> <laughs> who the hell is he? Description ever.
4: I know. I like uh Do you I watch The Blacklist there? The Blacklist. Not anymore. We watched it season one and two, I think. Yeah.
5: Like I'm still watching s- it. I enjoy season, it. Season,
4: uh, wow, season six, man. What's happening? I have no idea.
5: Aw, oh, damn I it. I can't spoil it for everyone. Steven. I know they're all going to watch, buy this DVD and watch it. Mr. Mercedes season two. Uh-huh. Nice. Did you enjoy The Mr. Mercedes? I've never watched any of it. What? i've never watched any mr mercedes how dare you how is season two i enjoy you know they're they're getting ready to do the a season three which is the last of the books the which end was of the March.
4: which was the best season first one or second one
5: um jeez, i i can't maybe the second one.
4: Oh okay i need to check it out i do uh homeland season seven jesus can't believe that show's still on New Amsterdam season one. I enjoy that show very much. It's a hospital drama type show. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one. Of, I watch a lot of cheesy TV, Stephen. I watch quality television, but I also watch stuff like this. Uh, new medical director Dr. Max Goodwin seeks to return the hospital to its former glory with a staff that includes Dr. Hannah Sharp, ER doctor Laura Bloom attending cardiac surgeon how, why do they say their names like it helps at all anyway he's uh, new amsterdam he's trying to like
5: a hospital how, with a bad reputation he's right. trying to make it have a good reputation because
4: it's all about insurance and making yes. money and stuff but he's like you must it must be about the patient heart of gold i got to say it ended on quite the cliffhanger i can't wait to see what happens there <laughs>
5: I just had too many shows I was watching to add that one to the mix.
4: I know. I smell? Oh, no. Uh, yeah. All right, Stephen. One more thing. Oh, and just one more thing. The Spanish Princess on Stars. You're the third not going series... to pronounce
5: any of these names.
4: <laughs> the third <laughs> series, based on Philippa Gregory's <laughs> Tudor dynasty novels, focuses on Catherine of Aragon played by Charlotte Hope, as she arrives to marry Prince Arthur, only to have him die suddenly. With her future in doubt, she seeks to solidify her position with her husband's brother, Prince Harry. The future of King Henry the... Oh, six, seven, 8. Okay. The V represents 5, and then you add the 3 to it, uh, so yes. it's 8. That's how I know Roman numerals and stuff, Stephen.
1: Wah, 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 wah,
4: yeah, I mean, I try my best, you know. Guy, what, you know, doesn't like, you know. Yeah, I mean, come on, you know, Steven. <laughs> well, Steven likes to
5: crash up derbies.
4: What do you say we uh, read some Rotten Tomatoes? Sure, let's do it. Let's read them. do it. I say, know. I, say
3: I know. You say neither, and I say neither, either, either, and either neither, neither, let's call cut the whole thing off. Thing. Yes, you like potato, I
1: like potato, you like tomato, I like tomato,
2: potato, potato, tomato, tomato, let's call the whole thing off. <coughs> I like stale tomato juice.
0: This little f***ing prick.
4: Okay. Well, Stephen, would you like me to read some... Uh, some reviews? Reviews of some movies sure. that have just come out?
2: My answer is...
4: No. Oh, jeez. Tom Skerritt oh, doesn't he want doesn't to. Watch. All right, Stephen. The first film is called The Kitchen. Must be a cooking movie. Mm. Um, let's see... Based Melissa, on the Melissa vertigo to
5: see this tonight. I
4: thought this was interesting. It's a DC entertainment film. It's based on a Vertigo comic book series. The film stars Oscar nominee Melissa McCarthy, Tiffany Haddish, and Elizabeth Moss as three 1978 Hell's Kitchen housewives whose mobster husbands are sent to prison. Left with little but a sharp axe to grind, the ladies take the Irish mafia's manners into their own hands, proving unexpectedly adept at everything from running the rackets to take out the competition. Literally. Interesting. Let's check it out. It's directed by Andrea Berloff, starring Melissa McCarthy, Tiffany Haddish, Elizabeth you Moss. I already said that. that. Domnal Gleason, James Dale, and Brian Darcy. It's Darcy. It's D apostrophe A-R-C-Y. So do I pronounce it Darcy? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's exactly how you it's it. It's pretty fancy. Pete Travers says, oh, first of all, 22% rotten. <laughs> Pete Travers says, McCarthy, Haddish, and Moss. Oh, what a movie The Kitchen could have been. But oh, what an unholy disaster it is. An early contender for worst of the year. Wow. 1.5.
2: I hate to say it, it was kind of cool. Oh, well, that guy liked You know, it. I
4: mean, what? <laughs> David Sims says, I spent most of the running time wondering if the film had been hastily re-edited or cut down from a more sprawling length. Anything to explain the chaos playing out on screen. Okay. Oliver J- Jones of The Observer says, Give us real characters. Give us good writing. Give us a compelling story. Otherwise, don't bother one out of four.
5: Wow.
4: Holy shit. And Donahue of IndieWire says, A profoundly troubling examination of the theocracy that wields power behind the scenes in Washington, D.C. B+. I have a feeling this review is in the wrong spot. Yeah. It takes place in Hell's Kitchen.
5: Yeah, I don't think that's right.
4: So this fresh review is in the wrong spot? (laughs) How sad is that? Brian Lowry of CNN.com says, Although there are some solid moments, the resulting concoction is a bit of a mess. That kind that makes one wish these very busy in-demand performers were a bit more selective. Jocelyn Novak says... It happens to be in even the best kitchens. You bring together top-quality ingredients and promise a promising recipe, but somehow the end results come out tasting wrong. Just wrong. 1.5 out of 4. Francis Conkin of Winnipeg says, With a talented cast but confusing clashes of genre and comedic tones, it's disappointing that nothing cooked in the kitchen tastes particularly good. 2 out of 5. Joy Child says the kitchen had enough in the clip to shoot out something greater, but the trigger was never pulled. 2.5 out of 5. Anne Lee Ellingson says it's an empowering fantasy. Unfortunately, their rise to power feels like it's too facile. Facile. And the storytelling lacks flair. Jenny Miller says the women's motivations are a weird reductive melange of female empowerment, but nothing... But not everything about a starring woman needs to be empowering, okay? Rolando Gallego says, The kitchen takes advantage of its feminist spirit to create a story rooted in the crime genre that never loses its rhythm. And I'm losing my voice. <laughs> <laughs> Perry Nemeroth says, McCarthy, Haddish, and Moss seem to give the roles their all. But the kitchen is so disjointed that the effort is for naught. The movie's big finish is one of the most unsatisfying, disappointing endings I've seen all year. Oh, my God. Can you believe this?
5: Stop it. I can't believe it.
4: So, apparently, it's a shitty movie, Steven.
5: I'll have to ask Melissa. Her and her son went to go see it tonight.
4: Oh, oh, dear.
5: I hope it. would be funny. It's like, it. so
4: what do you think of the movie? It sucked. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it Okay, Stephen, the next film is called Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Mm. It's 1968 in America. Change is blowing in the wind, but seemingly far removed from the unrest in the cities is the small town of Mill Valley, where for generations the shadow of the Bellows family has loomed large. It is in their mansion on the edge of town that Sarah, a young girl with horrible secrets, turns her tortured life into a series of scary stories, written a book that has transcended time, stories that have a way of becoming all too real for a group of teenagers who discovered Sarah's terrifying tome. Oh my god, I'm pretty scared, Stephen. Mm-hmm. Suddenly,
6: the chase turns all too real.
4: I know. Andrea Granvall says, after the movie's 81% fresh, if there was ever a case of a film adaptation improving on the original source material, this is it, fresh. Brian Lowry says, scary stories to tell in the dark is a sort of welcome throwback, a horror movie cleverly designed to be more spooky than truly grisly, fresh. Oliver Jones says, an effective answer to the question of what to do with the kids who have aged out of trick or treating, but still want to do something fun. 2.5 out of 4, fresh. That's confusing. Adam Graham, but that's fresh to you, right?
5: It's over 2%. Wasn't
4: the other movie 2.5 out of 4 and it was rotten, though? Yes. Adam Graham says, Alvin Schwartz's popular series of children's horror books comes to life in scary stories to tell in the dark. I think Emma wanted to see this. And we saw the trailer and I was like, oh, hell no, I'm not watching this. <laughs> A fun, lively adaptation that pays tribute—do pays Alvin Schwartz's popular series of children's <laughs> horror books comes to life in "Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark." A fun, lively adaptation that pays due homage or homage, 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 homage. homage to the original Stephen. How do you pronounce this word? Homage. Homage. I say homage too.
5: Homage. Okay, if you say so. Crazy computer doesn't know how to. Pretentious computer. Do a, do a silent H.
4: She needs to go back to school and learn how to say that word. She can't get to school now. <laughs> While it doesn't break any new ground, there's plenty of vintage fun to be had with kids who fill their way through life's impending fears and live to tell the tale. Three out of four. I'm Thomas Lathley at RogerEber.com. Buy me a drink sometime. <laughs> why can't i have a little drink to unwind myself you can no one's telling you not to kimberly elizabeth says from the website nightmare on film street <laughs> very clever scary stories the movie might just scare your kids as much as the book scared you i give it an eight out of ten whoa nice fosto fernandez cool. from Photogramas says del toro has made his own spider web grinding plot To give cohesion to several of Schwartz's most iconic pieces. Okay, Guillermo del Toro produced the movie. Yes. He he is one of the, he's credited as one of the writers. Okay. Okay. Now, this is the film I'm really excited about, Stephen, after I wet my whistle here for a second.
5: Is it La La Lorna?
4: Last time, La Luna. I'm waiting for the site to load, Stephen. Here, let's play some uh, non-licensed music. All right, let's see what we got here. Still loading. Hey, everybody. I'm the Storm. I do a podcast called Entertainment Landfill. We were once called Nowhere in Mulberry back in 2005, but we changed it around 2010 or 2011 or 2012 or 2013 or 2014. I don't quite remember. Somewhere. It, but I don't do the show alone. I also do it with Stephen, the Pop Culture Zealot. Hey,
5: how are you guys uh-huh. doing? Come and listen to our show.
4: Yeah. We'll talk to you about stuff like film, television, pop culture, and video games, and Blu-ray releases, and Rotten Tomatoes, and whatever Gordon Ramsay did. Also, sometimes we'll talk about other things like people. Yeah, that's right. Like this guy. She can't get to school now. That's right. Or like this guy. Good. Yeah. That's music.
3: Spoiler alert.
5: Yes, exactly. George Grandy We already talked about. It. it sounded like a beer can getting flattened. It
4: just was crunch. It was. Yeah, exactly. Hell yeah! So, guys, that's our show, Entertainment Landfill. You don't want to listen to it. I wouldn't either because I'm confused. <laughs> you ain't Captain Sabahoe you know? <laughs> and I'm not Captain Sabahoe whatever that is. Can I smell. Oh no. Yes, you do. All right, guys, let's get back to the action. Let's see if that website is loaded. All right, that was a good promo. What do you think? Cut it. Dora and the Lost City of Gold, 82% fresh. You know what's funny is when Emma was young, we sat through many episodes of Dora the Explorer, Okay. my wife and I. And so when this trailer came out, we were like, let's go see this. This will be fun. Heather's on board. I'm on board. Emma's like, No. (laughs) She's grown out of it. Too bad. Having spent most of her life exploring the jungle with her parents, nothing could prepare Dora for her most dangerous adventure ever. High school. Oh, Steven, she's got to get to high school.
2: She can't get to school now.
4: Always the explorer, Dora quickly finds herself leading Boots, her best friend, which also happens to be a monkey, Diego, a mysterious jungle inhabitant, and a ragtag group of teens on a live-action adventure to save her parents, played by Ava Langoria and Michael Pena, and solve impossible mysteries behind A Lost City of Gold. Now, this could be really cheesy and stuff, right? But it's 82% fresh. Um, Kate Erbland of IndieWire says, If only every big-screen adaptation of a beloved existing property could feel this funny and fresh... There'd be less to fear about an industry besieged by recycled material that never take risks. I give it a B+. This is a tour de force in filmmaking. Oh, wow. Adam Graham of Detroit News says, A straightforward approach to a Dora movie would have played to a limited audience. This Dora is out to win over a much bigger audience, and what Dora sets her mind to, she achieves. I give it a B+, also, just like Kate. Oh, wow. He must In know Red her. Kate's review. Yeah. Randy Cordova of Arizona Republic says Even if you've never watched a whole episode of Dora the Explorer, you'd have to be a Grinch not to be slightly charmed by this whole thing, like I am, a 97 year old man. Oh, creepy. Uh. Kristen, <laughs> <laughs> Kristen Pooch Page- Kirby of Washington Post. Why did that make me laugh? Sure. <laughs> A 97-year-old man watching Dora. It's it's creepy. Stop it. I'm trying. I'm trying. I think I'm delirious. Kristen Page Kirby says, Sure, there may be a nugget or two of gold in Lost City, but it mostly stays lost. And this convoluted drag of a script dora should have picked a path and stayed on it instead it's a movie that is movie a equals boring go see once upon a time in hollywood instead with all of your kids that doesn't make any sense you can't take kids to go see no. once upon a time in hollywood helen o'hara of time out says time out it's charming and its gang of weirdos deliver an old-fashioned Goonie-style adventure. Though the Find the Archaeological Site plot is overly familiar, I still give it a 3 out of 5. That means it's fresh. Bye. Okay, bye. Christy LeMeyer of uh, RogerEbert.com says, Doran and the Lost City of Gold managed to ride, manages to ride a fine line between being-true Hey, Steven, Dora in Lost City of Gold <coughs> manages to write a fine line between being true to the characters and conventions of the series and affectionately skewering them. Three out of four. The funniest thing about Dora is it's, like, interactive. It's yeah. not like a video game, but she goes, Do you see the cactus? And you're like, Yes. Clink, yes. Or whatever. So in the trailer, she's like, Hola, do you see so-and-so? And her parents are like, who is she talking to and he's like
5: i don't know (laughs) and it's kind of funny you know they do a little play on it yes
4: yeah jeff mitchell of the phoenix film festival says isabella moner earns a sizable pile of silver three out of four i guess she plays dora okay hope madden says so remember high school is a horrible nightmare be yourself and no swiping i give it a three a three of what? We got to know what it's out of or it doesn't make any sense. You three got...
5: of three.
4: She broke the system, Steven. Kiko Martinez says, door is pretty high. Oh, my God. Perv said 97-year-old Kiko <laughs> Martinez. <laughs> Dirty old man. <laughs> Jesus.
3: We're going to butcher you. How about that?
4: Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. I'm pretty scared now. Don't butcher me. All right, Stephen, let's read one more review. What do you say? Let's see what Sean Chandler of Sean Chandler Talks About has to say. Okay, Sean Chandler. I'm a big
5: fan of his. (laughs)
4: Yeah. You wow us. The film frequently goes for a low-hanging fruit to entertain the audience, but it is a passable family adventure. I give it a B
5: minus. You know, it's uncanny. You sound just like him.
4: (laughs) The guy's like, dude, I'm from Albuquerque. Why is he doing my voice like that?
5: Felix Vasquez
4: Jr. of CinemaCray says, Garners a contagious sense of optimism and adventure. I give it a fresh tomato. Okay. Let's read a bad review. Let's try- Oh, Peter Subzinski. Remember this guy? Yes. There have been far worse family-oriented movies in recent months than this one, but unless you are under the age of nine, which I'm not, I'm 48 years old, there's no burning reason to uncover this particular relic. Why did my job make me review this? I hate this. I wish I would have gone into accounting. Oh, my God. So he's a paid film reviewer, but he'd rather be an accountant. He sucks. He does suck. (laughs) Well, guys, that's DVDs this week. Thank you guys so much for tuning this in. Oh, wait. wait. Well, guys, that's Rotten Tomatoes this week. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, uh, Stephen, do me a favor. Go stand over there. Okay. Okay, I'll meet you there in two
5: seconds. See you in a minute.
4: Stephen, I think I broke the show. What would you rate this show?
2: I hate to say it it was kind of cool. I'm all rated a and 3. You know I
4: mean what
5: <laughs> a 3 out of what? Just 3. three. <laughs> you figure the rest out.
4: Hey Steven go stand by that 97 year old man. Be right back. Why can not I have no, a he's on myself.
1: Thank you. Good night. Here
0: all week try the veal and see.
2: This is not Disneyland. Any more brain busters? (laughs) Get off my back!
4: Oh dear! Oh my gosh!
1: I'm never coming back to school, never!
4: I think I said that pretty much every day after uh, the day of school ended. I would say that running home. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's not funny. Hey, everybody, that was the show, Entertainment Landfill, episode 310. And I want to remind you guys I'm reading The Witcher book series. I'm not reading a book called The Witcher, it's the introduction of the Witcher character called The Last Wish. I have about 20 pages left, Stephen. Uh, Ross just told me he finished it. And
5: I am. According to page count, I have got about 300 left. <laughs>
4: Well, uh, I want to do a show next week, a book show, record it. I'm going to take notes all week. If you're not caught up by then, uh, I know Ross wants to do a show with me. Maybe, uh, like, I I don't know. But I want to do a show, like, I want to keep going. You know what right. I'm saying?
5: So You mean you want to see one through?
4: Yes, I want to see one through. <laughs> what does that mean, Steven?
5: Nothing. Brilliant.
4: <laughs> uh, Stephen, what are you saying? You're cheating! No. Uh-uh. Okay, so I, after I read this book, I want to do a show, you know, a book show on it, and then go to the next book. I've already purchased the next book, and I wonder if anybody else is reading these. I think it would be a lot of fun. Stephen, are you enjoying what you've read so far? Yes.
5: Maybe, like, first... I've, I've gotten to... Uh, he's talking to the king right now.
4: Okay. So you haven't white in do you know what a striga is
5: yes okay
4: <laughs> stop it no we do come on but you know i gotta say that i really appreciated mike's voicemail that was really nice what he said about cool. podcasters podcasts yes this is very heartwarming
3: it's humble pie
4: oh yes it is <laughs> uh, bob roberts hey watch some more rook i know you're gonna love it Right?
5: Give it a shot.
4: I know one guy who watched it.
2: I hate to say it. It was kind of cool. You know? I mean,
4: what? And we never heard from him again. (laughs) Well, guys, please, 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 please go to etlandfill.com. There you can find the episode of the show, as it were. And also, I don't know if anyone has noticed this, but... For years, you have been doing these intros to the shows, mm-hmm. and sometimes I'll go back and listen to an old show, and I go, what is that the theme to? What is this music from? I remember one time Jessica, she asked you, and you asked me what what this piece of music was, right? Right. And so I went back and listened, and I go, oh, that's from Fringe, or whatever. But I've started listing the intro credits at the bottom of the post of the episode. so. I wish I would have done that all this time. But I've done it for the past three episodes of the show. But I'm going to do it from now on. Now, I know what you're asking. Hey, you're going to go back and do that to the old shows? No, that would take forever. (laughs) But I am going to do it from now on. Isn't that nice of me? If
5: somebody else wants to do it.
4: Yeah, if somebody else wants to do it. I'm sure there's stuff I'll listen to and I'll go, I have no idea what this is. Yeah. Some things I listen to and I'm like, oh, I remember this. But most of the time I'm like... I have no idea.
5: You Sometimes, do that to me all the time. are like, remember that? No.
4: Well, there would be like uh, some new show we're watching.
5: Uh-huh.
4: Like in uh, 2012, that got canceled after one season. The theme music might have been cool, and I put the theme music on yeah. the show. Don't remember what it was or what it was called. But guys, if you want to f- uh, join our... Okay. Guys, at com, you can find links to all of our old shows if you click on the show archive. Also... You can find links to our Facebook fan club and follow us on Twitter, stuff like that. Uh, If you go to our Facebook fan club, you'll see funny posts and stuff. (laughs) Steven, isn't it funny? Almost
5: never for me. I know,
4: that crazy, Steven. (laughs) Now here's some Podsafe music. Can't get sued. okay anyway back to the show
5: um did you see this video here uh, i guess it just got released this week with uh ian shaw Schall, robert shaw's son doing robert shaw from jaws no you have to look it up and see okay. they said cool. it's it's dead on nice and did- since i'm such a jaws fan that's you know it's shark week so yeah i'm sure something
4: i
2: hate to say it it was kind of cool
4: yeah. you know i mean what Oh, did he do it for that? Shark week on the channel? I don't
5: know. It was just like a clip.
4: Oh, okay. Steven? Yes? What do I do now on this part of the show? I
5: don't know. Is it time to end it? I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Guys, thank you so much for listening. This was a lot of fun. The, a lot of the fun, funnest shows come from just being kind of exhausted and tired and just being kind of giddy. And it makes you want to hear funny raps and stuff.
1: Monday through Fridays is when they rule the night. The on left the scene on the TV screen, they keep it tight. 9 p.m. is when you catch the Montel show. Television is more for you, so turn it yeah. on. Yeah. Tune in to talk show heaven. K D L I channel 27. Montel and Morris, Mar- the baddest up. combination. Keep your ears and eyes locked to this TV station. It's the Montel Woo! and, and Morris show. It's the, the Jason, Jason and Mar- Mar- show. What? It's the Montel <laughs>
4: and Morris Mar- show. It's the Montel and Mar- so- <laughs> that would be awesome brilliant yeah we need to get adam on that what are you saying right. adam from the bay area good stuff okay sure <laughs> <laughs> well guys thank you so much for listening go read some witcher go see some movies go see dora right yeah go see dora so what are you guys waiting for? Steve, are you going to keep reading it? Yes. So here's, I, I don't, you never heard the pot. I did a little short seven minute podcast talking about my proposal for the Witcher
5: right okay. series.
4: And what it was, the reason the Dark Tower never worked out is like if Bill and I weren't in simpatico, like right. we couldn't record. And I said, basically when it's time to record, if I'm the only one who's ready to just do it do it solo if i have to keep going do all the books right. i want to do the shows with you i would like to have special guests like and, adam or, or, ross. or ross i think it would be fun i want people to send voicemail as soon as they finish the books and i'll play them on the show so everybody keep that in mind because i'm going to do this all right well is
5: this a separate spoiler show alert this or is it what a separate show than this Yes. Or are we going to throw it in on this?
4: Uh, no, I think it's going to be a separate show. Okay. But I think, like, say say, I end up doing a show with Ross and you're not done with, but, like, the week later you are, we can certainly talk about it on this show. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I'll just kind of quiz you about it and stuff. <gasps> quiz? You're cheating! And hopefully you're not cheating, Steven.
5: No, never. Hell <laughs>
4: yeah! Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to the show. I gotta go rest my vocal cords. You know, <laughs> uh, I don't know about you, Stephen, but why right. can't I have a little drink to unwind myself? <laughs> That's right. I need to unwind. I need one myself. of those. Now, Stephen, do you want to do the show for one more hour?
5: My answer is no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, Stephen. I don't think you'd be able to talk tomorrow.
4: I don't think so either. All right, guys, that's the show. What are you waiting for? Do stuff and bye. Bye, Steven.
6: Bye. What you need to do is just go to sleep and reset.
4: visible curtain this conversation is done now this is
2: podcasting well this is weird okay sure look i made a mistake all right this little f***ing prick um but i hate all of you <laughs> but what in the fresh turkey hell
3: we're dealing with here see you later.
2: go away Can i smell oh no
3: spoiler alerts
2: hell yeah okay you know destruction yeah you know that's why we go to demolition derbies but hey